0: i Spaces
1: There two Hanging out for the weekend.
2: I'm just chilling right now, man. Just uh kind of looking at the charts and contemplating if I should blow some capital right now. It's usually usually when I contemplate that's the best time to buy. <laughs> yeah. Um like the question is how was... much lower do we go? It's like I don't I, even at Bitcoin nukes like eh, Zeph maybe drops by like another five bucks, but like the upside is fucking crazy. So well if you I'll... just
1: flip to the if you flip to the uh the altcoin bitcoin pairings, then you start noticing some like nice trends happening here. Cause with like BTC jump dumped a lot, right? Dumped from like fifty to almost forty K, something like that. So um
2: isn't a big reason for that that something to do with like the grayscale Bitcoin? Like people, are, there's outflows there, and then it's flowing into now the ETF. I don't, I don't really know, but I, I've seen that kind of on Twitter. That's what people are saying.
1: Um, people say, say kind of claim all sorts of stories. Who really knows? I mean, the reality is that we it's just not obvious. Just looking at any of the information out there. So I, I try not to overanalyze it. I think the simple thing is like. BTC drops from 50 to 40. Um that's say like a 20% drop or something or maybe a little bit less. And then you just look and see like what has recovered or like gone into the green uh while this has happened. And pretty much that would be like right now that would be like Chainlink that would be Litecoin um show just relative strength versus BTC. So like um last week's candle for Chainlink was like right above sixteen bucks. Um if Chainlink um were to make it this evening, like closing this week, um again like right above sixteen dollars and five cents. It's basically like a bullish engulfing channel a candle, which means it like is a green compared to last week. And you have this like, you know big dump in Chainlink all the way like $12 with um, the BTC drop. So I think like if uh, today's close for Chainlink looks good, I think um, it should run uh, finally. Um, It's been kind of consolidating here for like like 12 weeks or something. So um, I think it's getting close to making its move. And so if you look at the the link BTC chart also, uh, definitely looking good there. So I think it should, um, Link's one of those, I think it will regain its throne in terms of growth versus Bitcoin over the last um, like five years is what I'm guessing just because of all the cool stuff they're doing. So I think that's a strong one, like it's low risk in a sense. And um, with Link, you can pretty much own as much as you want at this point and do well, I think, um, with like a low chance of any kind of disasters and shit. So. Anyway, but yeah, Link's probably the strongest. Do you have any Logan or no?
2: I'm literally in the shower right now. I'm just listening to your, oh, your, your, never your mind. voice <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be back in no like two
2: minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um anyway, so yeah, um chain links looking really, really solid. Um Adam is in the same boat. Like if it can pop above like eleven fifty today, that would be a very bullish sort of candle. Um, for the week close and then uh, if it can do that again, probably more upside. Uh, this is a pretty good BTC dump and. Um, uh, correct, you know, pretty good correction. So one trick on this one is that if you go to like the ETF version of Bitcoin, which should be like FBCC on. Uh, um, that you can now buy in in. Uh, like fidelity or you can get like the the grayscale one or you can pick up the i don't know the blackrock one um btc is priced at only like 37 something um as of like friday close and i guess people sold off into the weekend thinking that like btc was going to dump further and people in stocks and shit panic even worse than people in crypto it's got pretty pathetic and um, especially because the, the ETFs don't trade over the weekend. So people get nervous and they're like, well, maybe it's going to go down. So it's almost like a futures market where people gamble what they think is going to happen to BTC over the weekend. But it, BTC hasn't dropped down to 37K. So if open tomorrow, um, if you go into like the stock market and the ETF's is, value is like priced at 37K and BTC is at 42 uh, people try to play that arbitrage play in the morning where they buy um, BTC for cheap on the uh, ETF side of things. So that's going to be an interesting thing over the the future weeks is that you might be able to get like easy ARBs um, where basically BTC is cheaper on, uh, on uh, brokerages compared to like what it is on, uh, you know, spot BTC or whatever. Or, or the other way around. It might be more expensive, and you might consider selling it and stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think, like, current charts, uh, Link looks really good. Um, Kajira also looks pretty good. Um, I picked up some at 4 bucks this morning and um, kind of, like, substantially increased my position on it. Um, I'm just sort of, like, prepping for essentially a 10x Kajira, this run, something like that. Where it goes from like four dollars now to maybe like forty to fifty bucks, um, or more. I think like um, it's got fibs at like twenty-five and sixty dollars. That's kind of my targets. Um, pretty readily possible for Kujira because such a nice, um, kind of nice little user interface and chain. Um, but it's been kind of like everything else. Um, volume is dropping off on pretty much every chart in crypto right now that's usually um a strong sign especially after a pullback um dropping volumes always almost always means that price is going to go like either aggressively down or aggressively up but in a relatively like strong bull market with a recent pullback i think the probability is higher to go up in my view so i'm just adding to things um and um i think most of the stuff's gonna run if i had to guess from these levels um everything's had a pretty good correction already so um after those be- deep corrections um it's easier to like kill off shorts with the price going up than it is to kill off longs with the price going down usually so um
2: and you know Sappy, do you think we're still in the disbelief phase because i feel like I feel like we're at the tail end of it. I I don't think we're out of it yet because, I mean, even everyone's questioning like, all right, is this going to be a huge dump? And this is like, like, are we still in store for the 2020 COVID crash? Has that happened yet or are we past that? You know what I mean? Like everyone's still in that kind of disbelief of, uh, is it going to be smaller dips or is there still like a black swan loading? I feel like that's the disbelief. Like there's no way we can just run from these current levels without a nuke. Like that's, that's the disbelief. I'm feeling people recognize that, Hey, the market can go up, but everyone's in the disbelief of like, ah, it's just going to go up only from these levels.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to like figure out if I'm in disbelief. First of all, um, like I think, uh, with stock market and everything going up, um, I think we're in good shape here. Um, yeah, there's like, there's nothing really like macro or otherwise that makes me really worry too much at the moment. Um, like, yeah, I mean, could you have another pullback? I suppose you could, but like, I use like Chainlink's chart as a good reference. I mean, it went to like 17, pulled back to about 12. That's a pretty good retracement. Um, it doesn't, it may not look like it, um, you know, just because it's so quick, but the candle after that this week has been really aggressive, so I think. Again, if that closes about sixteen uh, over the next like uh, couple of months, if Chainlink runs to like thirty-two and does a two X, then um, it'll be kind of like be obvious. If it doesn't, like let's say I'm wrong and you know Chainlink drops back to like ten bucks or something, um, I'll just add a bunch more. It's such an easy one. Like I was picking it up all like under like nine bucks for like a year and a half, so it's such an easy one because it has such a long consolidation. And the probability that if you go down below nine bucks again, you're going to find buyers is like almost guaranteed. So I don't think it's going to go there. Um, so chainlink's so easy to make money on. It's just what, ridiculous
2: what, is the, level. what is the X factor there? Like, I, obviously, I know chain link is instrumental in like oracles and whatnot and price data feeding in. But like, what is the pump pumponomic side of things? What's what's the narrative or meme around that? Yeah, there's like there's like a dozen different things happening. That's the that's the cool
1: thing about Chainlink. Um it has like probably probably one of the most useful projects in crypto at the moment. Um as far as like just sheer quantity of innovations. Um they're tying in like real-world asset stuff. They're doing like universal gas token. They're they have a protocol where you can add it to your blockchain and it allows you to like like let's say go from polka dot to cosmos or cosmos to ethereum or ethereum to whatever so you can pretty much add their ccip protocol to every chain and it allows cross chain bridges that are secured by the the chainlink system um you have like the so called chainlink build program where like um uh, people can create little mini oracle networks and uh you can stake chainlink so like adding staking to a whole lot of things is going to be a thing um yeah i mean like well i mean without getting really deeply into it there's like about 10 or 12 different things happening um so it's like a pretty much like a seminar to cover all of the different
2: things yeah what baggage looks like right what what did Chainlink run to last uh last cycle what was its all-time high last cycle's 53 it's now 15. Odds
1: of going back to all time high, are, I, in my view, like one hundred percent. Like there is almost no chance it doesn't do it. So, least like the last, VX. so
2: since last time when it hit fifty three, there's like, what would you say on a development scale? Like, is it there's two times as much innovation? You know what I mean? Like, what, what are you looking at as far as like fundamentals? Like, how much of those fundamentals increased? Well, last last season there was it was only in Oracle, so now yep. there's like a dozen
1: other things. Yep. So I would say it's like a ten x increase in tech. <laughs> it's ridiculous kind of like
2: how with Rune like the same thing it's like all right yeah Rune the first well first no cycle. not like
1: Rune like they create way more shit than Rune like it's not well, even what I'm close. what I'm getting at yeah. though
2: is like there was a there's a base level like hey this, right. this is the value you can offer but maybe it's not as robust or like it's it's not as refined like now it's refined what what yeah. was great about it before has been refined that much more and we've added XYZ. Like, those are the projects that I learned. That's, what that's was, why- What I was great about room, it,
1: the problem with Link before was that it had no reason, you had no reason to own it. Like it didn't yeah. do anything. It was purely like a speculative security token that did nothing, like quite literally. <laughs> like So the difference now is that, I mean, like before it was like nothing more than just a speculative coin that like benefited uh, Chainlink. Like that's the, that was the whole thing. And like, yeah. I mean, it ran because it like was popular and stuff, but, um it kind of underperformed some expectations last time. So and then the other thing that happened was because of the like crypto crash, Chainlink was pretty widely held and was aggressively sold off during the during the, the crash for the last year. So going down from fifty three dollars all the way down to like freaking like five bucks is a pretty shitty, pretty shitty deal, right? Like that's a yeah, pretty that's huge. like it retraced worse than Adam and stuff. Like by a significant like an order yeah, of magnitude I mean, that's,
2: that's uh what it, what is that percentage basis from 50 to 5 i mean it's it's like rune went from what uh well I did it hit 20 last cycle i think it hit well 20 last well rune's was difference
1: first. was is like it's a it was a much smaller market cap thing like for this yeah true less drop, like, less
2: people were invested so less yeah for chain to, to be like
1: drop 91 percent is basically was a clusterfuck is what it was yeah as like, like as like a,
2: a kind of almost like a blue chip alt yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. like
1: really really good retracement for like a blue chip type thing, but that was the same as like the first ETH dump, right? So like if you go back to Ethereum early days, um it dropped like 95% or 97% too after the first run. So this is done like this is like Ethereum pump number 2. So like if you were to say like where is the least risk highest meat move for chainlink it's going to be this season, I think. Like if you bought Chainlink at the very beginning, it was obviously higher risk because you didn't know if they were going to deliver or do anything right. So like here the risk is down, but you still have a very large potential move. So I think like even from here, it's there's a 10X move yeah. available. From the price I picked it up, like I think I'm averaging like nine bucks or something after I bought some more. So, so you think
2: it could you think it could run to a hundred bucks this this cycle or more? This time I would say like practically for sure yeah I would say usually things usually things run like at least if they're like more blue chip, they're doing like three x they're all time high so like if you're you're thinking in terms of like all right, well, we don't hit that, maybe we yeah, don't have it, quite would, it wouldn't explosive. surprise me that
1: even it it like you don't even have to wait for like Giga bull run. I think Jaley could probably run back to fifty three by summer, yeah, um which is it like a three x from here, That's so funny. I think like two fib levels above all time high I would put it at one forty three which is kind of my like my personal sort of target. There are some people that are targeting like way higher numbers than that. Um, You know, like this is gonna be the ETH giga run where this thing runs to like, you know, a couple hundred billion dollar market cap kind of numbers. I mean, if you look at Chainlink compared to BNB, like BNB is basically a useless chain by comparison. Like there's not even a, like, the the Chainlink is so like drastically undervalued. It's just embarrassing kind of thing. Like why that is, I don't know.
2: isn't it very uh, influential or like it's needed by a lot of other chains for, for price Oracle data and whatnot?
1: Yeah, it's, it's like there's now cheaper ways to get that same data, which is like Python network. There's a similar like Oracle thing. So it's got a competitor in the market, but Chainlink's more expensive to run and it like has higher quality data. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that like a centralized exchange like Coinbase or something would use. But it also um um what's interesting about Chainlink is that the new stuff that's coming is like them connecting to like big banks and things. I think mean, there's one in Australia, there's a big clearinghouse in the US and stuff. So the way the sort of the meme from sergey is that like we're about to connect to quadrillions of dollars um, like <laughs> of transactions and um so there's there's well, a lot but of what,
2: what are they what, what problem are they solving how do they make that more efficient how do they make those improve those current like legacy systems
1: um basically like the potential to replace swift like the international banking network entirely. so it's kind of like xrp meme yeah although xrp is not actually going to do that though there's no there's little evidence that's going to happen so like uh, i i think like comparatively Chainlink tech is better, and the reason is because you have a built-in Oracle service. Without the Oracle service, like the the limitations of xRP are pretty much like myriad. Like there, it's practically useless without the Oracle service. And that's the other thing too. It's like most blockchains can't onboard real-world assets because there's no Oracle service tied to them, right? So mm. Chainlink solved the first problem, which is the Oracle. Once you have the Oracle, you don't need an external Oracle anymore, which is really interesting. So. Yeah, like the I think over the next few years, like a lot of magic can come out of Chainlink as far as actual utility for banking and finance and real world assets and also like inter-blockchain connectivity. So anyway, um, Zinn, did you have a question or something?
3: An anonymous woman sent me a, a wonderful message. She said, vagina dry again. And I I couldn't agree more
2: yeah
4: can i just say good mornings and tommy and logan and stuffy i just have a question good morning about, mm-hmm. i i like link but i haven't um i don't have a lot i got rid of it a long time ago but it's interesting and i will look up what you said um you said something before about um you bought some bitcoin etf or whatever and i'm like looking at a lot of stocks right now that are coming up like pro shares bitcoin strategy etf and grayscale right. bitcoin trust and like bitcoin mining investment companies what do you think about those stocks like they're like 15 dollars. i'm sure you'd have to look at them but do you have any that are that you think might do well um, I'm sorry to dry your vagina, more, and Tani. I just had a I've, question. <laughs>
1: I've got a few. I, like, I don't buy too many of those things, but like, yeah, this if BTC does well, the the Bitcoin mining stocks usually do even better. So they're kind of a leverage play on BTC price action. But like to me, like all coins are like um, an overall more straightforward bet on the on this. So like, yeah, if you're in the stock market and you have to have something there, like you could get them theoretically like Riot or marathon digital or some of these things you like riot
4: right platform i have
1: some i'm up like 60 percent. i'm like i don't have a lot of it i'll probably sell it when the you know like after btc breaks all-time high i'll probably just sell it and then kind of like pocket that amount (laughs) but uh like but that that was something (laughs) worth buying like a year ago like all of these things are like a a little bit late now yeah like i posted about all that stuff like a long time ago Mm. Um, all the easy buys I'm, is what I'm, so I'm always buying the stuff that's like still cheap. Yeah. Like if you're hearing about it late, then, uh, like there's better deals out there. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, not, but the ETF thing like allows you to buy BTC within your stock trading account. There are some sort of things you have to understand about how that shit works. Um, like for example, BTC is worth 42,800 at this moment. But if you look at the ETF, like price as a Friday, it's worth 37 something. So like um, the ETF, it does not appear to track perfectly with the actual price and it doesn't trade on the weekend. So that could be a good thing in theory. Um, you might be able to get discounts here and there. Those probably won't last long though. That's because like there's not much infrastructure in yet for buying and selling ETFs and like bots and things haven't been initiated so you see these discrepancies but like later you'll probably see a fairly close correlation between btc price and the etf price um so anyway uh but yeah there's gonna be like it's gonna be one of those things that on friday nights and monday mornings can be heavily like after hours traded um because like stock trading markets are not open 24 7 like crypto is so you're gonna have differences in pricing between these things Anyway, but without yeah, getting no, too I far off the beaten path, like it like if BTC does well, I say I think like LINK would do much better. So there's not even an obvious reason yeah, to own. The Yeah, there's really not a reason to like they don't talk about BTC much because like this is not the time to be messing with it. Like, how, all, how much how much, are, your, how much is your, much your portfolio?
2: Sophia, would, would, do you have 10% Bitcoin, 20% Bitcoin or are you just rolling rolling like me with 0% exposure? No,
1: I have, like I, I have BTC from long ago, but I don't really touch it. And I don't really, yeah. I don't well, even, that's, I don't I mean, even that talk makes about sense. my percentages.
2: That makes sense like, to hold it. It's like, all right, I'm already like, holding it, but it's like with this cycle, like, what am I going to do? If I'm going to put $1 in the market. Yeah. Man. The last time I bought it was like 16
1: K 17, 16 to 18 K. And yeah. I sold it at 27 K in like a trading bag. And then I bought link at seven and it doubled to 15. Yeah. So like, you know like yeah there's there's a kind of like a point where if it's the very very rock bottom after a giga crash like you can really make money off it outside of that like the moves are too slow to make them you know like you know super profitable like um you you would have done much better if you bought like all coins at the bottom of the market than if you bought btc at i know so like that's still the case now by the way like i think that's still the case because like a lot of things haven't really run anywhere close to any kind of bull market levels. Most like I mean, most, most coins
2: are down seventy percent. They're down seventy. Like, you know,
1: most, most alts have only had like one pump so far, right? Like one, you know, exponential move. Like Rune's a good example. Um Zephyr's a good example, Kajira's a good example. I mean, pretty much everything, right? Like Link, everything like in the last three to f- six months has had like one run. Um, the exception to that would be, like, uh, I guess some of them have more aggressive runs, like Solana did, um, and some have had, like, an AI run that started earlier, like, last year, right? So the any kind of AI-related shit, like, I don't know, Fetch and Akash and stuff like that, where you have computing power involved, those already sort of ran, um, which makes them, like, kind of... I don't know, questionable as far as whether they're going to run now. Um, Like, if I were to say, like, am I much more likely to get a 3x on Litecoin than I am on, like, Fetch? That's quite possible. (laughs) Like, Because, like, the things that haven't run are going to catch a bid ultimately, right? Because people are going to go, hey, I've got low risk there. They're already dumped. They haven't moved yet. I've already had, like, 10x over here maybe I'll get a three X more over here and I'm good to go. Right. Cause imagine if you get one 10 X somewhere and then you get a three X on that same money, you're now at a 30 X. I mean, shit, like how hard is it to find a half decent 30 X? Right. So you're like, this is why like the stuff that hasn't run, like, like Litecoin and doge will eventually catch a bid, even if it's just for two or three X, because people dump all their stuff into the, the like stuff that's proof of work that store value.
3: It's
2: funny because so. like all, all the, the coins that I, I bought at uh I don't know this is probably like four months ago. I loaded up on Rune, I loaded up on soul I loaded up on IMX, like they all performed within like what you're seeing, mm-hmm. that exponential move. Pretty much all of them did like a four to five X. Like if, if I would have put all the capital in one versus the instead of spreading it out, I I pretty much would have got the same return. Um true. You know although, what I mean? Like, like the it's like kind of having the plus side of having
1: different ones is because you didn't know that was going to happen. A- absolutely not. But what I'm saying is and then it's the kind second... of funny, but it's
2: funny though, that they yeah. all, they all performed essentially the same. Like there wasn't, Similar, one yeah. That, yeah, there wasn't one that was like, Oh my God, this, this ran crazy. Like soul went from 20 bucks to a hundred bucks. Rune went from, you know, a dollar 30 to $7, which I think outperformed it a little bit. And then IMX went from like 50 cents to $2 and 50 cents. So it's like, all relatively yeah. like within the same ballpark of return um which is funny because I mean, like, like clearly <laughs> you, you made good choice
1: you made good choices in terms of your picks like for yeah. you know and fortunately they all ran which is good yeah. um but that's all yeah, one that sure. natural like,
2: pump right like the same amount of kind of like liquidity is flowing back into the projects to all get that they all went up like that's and that's kind of where we're at right from a behavioral standpoint it's like they, if they all perform similar with that exponential move, okay, what's the next move look like? Is it that much more aggressive or is it similar with another 4X, 5X in price? Like, what, what do you think? Because it's, kind of, it's kind of telling in a sense, like, hey, these are winning projects and they all went up around the same percentage basis.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, uh, tough to say, but like, remember, we're pretty, pretty early. I mean, like, if you think about like a typical bull market, it's, you know, after BTC really kind of runs past its prior high um presuming that happens and everything runs like you know everything will giga send it's not like it's not like you have to pick any particular thing S- small market caps in particular will run pretty strong obviously so getting another 10x and stuff on all sorts of little micro caps is going to be very very likely um so yeah at that point it's like you just have to weigh your your risk in terms of um you know, the good thing is a lot of the stuff we're into, like that we're talking about, are are things that are low likelihood of going to zero. So pretty much everything I own is like everything I've talked about so far is, you know, quality chains that don't have any kind of technical problems and shit. Um, I guess maybe my only concern would be maybe Kajira, like because Kajira is closed source. So if something bad happens, well, you know, <laughs> like who the fuck knows? But um Outside of that, like most projects um, are kind of battle-tested protocols, which is good. Um, so I think it'll be fine. But yeah, how's uh, um, how's your how's IMX doing now? I didn't even look at it lately. Let me see. Is it has it had a good pullback again?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean
2: it's at like two two bucks to twelve or something like that right now. Yeah, it so, went
1: to two fifty-eight, pulled back to a buck seventy two, and it's sitting right bad.
2: above I mean, its it, sitting you know, right it above e- its fifty day. Cause ETH had a little bit of a run with the ETF news, right? So it's like liquidity is flowing back into the ETH ecosystem because that's kind of like the next trade. It's like, all right, BTF, BTC, ETF was approved. Now ETH ETF, right? So it's like all right, I think ETH has just been lagging. So obviously IMX is part of the ETH ecosystem. It's yep. gonna,
1: you know, it's a good play. You can also, a simple thing to look at is just like pull up, um, like put up the 50-day moving average on your charts and basically jump from coin to coin. And you'll notice like what what coins are riding at the 50-day above and below. Most coins are right close to their 50-day moving averages because almost everything sort of pumps simultaneously. Um, so you could argue that, like, if you're well below the 50-day moving average, then it performed a little bit weaker in terms of retracement. But at the same time, like, it's a better buy. Like, it's a it's a cheaper buy. If it's running really high above its 50-day, it's perf- it's performed really well. Um, like, take for example, like an Akash is running high. Um, Solana has never even retouched 50-day moving average. It's running high. But at the same time, um, like, could those things be due for deeper corrections? It's quite possible. Whereas like something like Doge dumped well below its 50 day moving average, almost all the way down to like seven cents, um, and therefore has had like a deeper pullback. So it depends on what you're looking for. You're looking for like safety where you don't want you want to preserve your capital, you don't want to go down very much further then pick the stuff that's way below its 50-day moving average if you're looking for something that may just like run really aggressively because it seems popular then get something above and then there's the stuff right on the 50-day moving average that'd be like link is kind of like a perfect choice here it's already run below the 50-day hit 12 bucks and now it's retraced back and went back up to it again so 50 days usually a pretty good indicator, or you could just use the Bollinger band thing. And the middle band of the Bollinger will tell you like where you are relatively speaking. But I tend to prefer to buy the shit that is like below the 50 day or um, like crushed more. Um, I feel like those are the ones that have more seller exhaustion and therefore my capital is not going to be, you know, like the the value of my portfolio is not going to go down much further um but yeah you can you can choose different strategies but like um most coins are mm, about either 10 percent or like 20 10 above or below the 50-day moving average right now like for so the altcoin space is sort of trending together for the most part i would say um and alts like quite a few of them outperformed btc this last dump which is really really positive um it's like a sign that um you could end up seeing an alt season now because if BTC starts pulling back and everything else starts running, then uh, usually that's kind of like alt season type of, you know, summer, essentially like by summer, you should see everything kind of moon by then. I would think as far as timing is concerned, but like a good thing to do is also like use just weekly charts. Um, like you not even just not even daily, but weekly. Um, Cause you'll see kind of relative strength over long periods of time and it's very helpful. Um one thing too is like um our zephyr bags like i've been adding here at like 17 bucks or so and um like uh if you if it follows caspa's tra- trajectory then it really would be like only a month to go to get back to all time high. Um uh, no guarantee that'll happen but it's like a recent comparator um in terms of proof of work um a few of us have pointed out that the hash rate has um really skyrocketed the last two days like i mean geez it went to almost like four giga hash per second which would be like monero has never gotten there ever so like uh the amount of getting power. but hold on what
2: does that what does that mean though right when you say that it's like okay, it
1: means a ton of people are interested in mining it <laughs> it would simply means a ton of people are interested in pointing <laughs> cpus at mining it and if like more people have pointed their computers at Zephyr than ever in the history of Monero. Like that means yeah. there's a lot of people watching this coin, and yeah. that means that there's dip buyers. Is what that means, and it'll eventually yeah. run. Yeah, it's almost certain to run. It just have to wait a while. Like interesting.
2: Uh, so that's that's a telling. Like based on the data and the behaviors, like yeah. everyone's got their eyes. So everyone watched it pump, and they're like, "Hmm, okay, it retraced enough." With now, it's, now we're able to get. Mo- are they able to get more Zef? I think there's also these in, levels. It's
1: an interesting intersection of communities too, because like one is you have the Monero community who's watching this thing. You have the hash rate exceeding Monero. You have the DJED community, DJED, which is like a, which is like a stablecoin protocol that they copied to get this built. Um, which originally started on Cardano, um, but like the DJ protocol can be used on any blockchain in theory. It's like a mathematical protocol. Um, so the DJED Alliance or whatever people is another community watching this. Um, probably people in the DJ Cardano community might be watching this. And then like you have the miners and the mining pools who are watching this, who posted YouTube videos and shit. So like, if you think about it, it's like, how many intersections and then you have the privacy community watching this because the dash and monero uh, like prices just took a nosedive not monero dash and um, zcash took a nosedive with zcash foundation sort of semi giving up it seems like um so yeah like the for there's just not that many things left available in the privacy space like that are any good especially at a low market cap where you can make any money so a lot of interesting sort of um confluence of factors makes this interesting and um, so I've just been adding with every one of these dips, like like for the past month, um, I've pretty much added uh, at the bottom every single one of them. So, um, yeah, like I, my sense is that, um, yeah, it's going to basically. Well, hold once on a minor, i a
2: miner, right? So I'm a miner mm-hmm. and I'm mining yeah. Zeph. Do I get more? Obviously, that you're saying that there's more hash rate directed. So, if there's more hash rate directed, is it more difficult to mine? Or is it like, yes. hey, because the price is lower, now I can mine more? It's more, so it's it's like, more, more difficult to mine. Yep. So, it's more difficult to mine, but because it, it, so let's say that there was less mining power directed towards Zeph uh, and the price, let's say, oh, let's do this experiment. So, the price stays the same. So, the price is at $20 less people are mining it. So do I get more because less people are mining it? Does that make Um, sense? Like, like, like versus if there was more people mining at 20 or less people mining at 20, would that make a difference in how much I'm, if we were all at the same, uh, you know, computing power, right? Everyone across the board is at the same computing power. What I'm trying to get at is, is there incentives for if the price goes lower, do I get more for, for the, you know, for my computing, my same computing power. If everyone, if it's the same amount of miners, the same amount of hash rate, but price goes lower, do I automatically get more Zeph if I'm mining?
1: No. So the, the
2: price doesn't have to do with like how much you get, like the. So price isn't an indicator. It's simply based off of difficulty of, of the, the hash rate or whatever it is. Yeah, like difficulty the,
1: yeah. goes up for two different reasons. One is if more miners are present, difficulty goes up. Um, and if the more um, that is total supply has been mined, that also makes difficulty go up, right? So difficulty adjusts mm-hmm. harder as you go farther into the vertical, into the uh, like total amount mined. Got so it's perfect. got an eighteen million like cap. It's like I think three million almost mined so far. So that gives you an idea.
2: So int- So it's interesting that the hash rate is continuing to go up as price is continuing to go down wouldn't you think that it, yeah like,
1: uh that's good know, because that, that means that yeah. people somebody believes in this thing and wants it um no matter what the current price is which means they're probably hodling it right because why would yeah. they sell as, as the price goes down that'd be idiotic
2: yeah hmm interesting yeah let's say it's it's yeah, so like, like if price is like so 50 bucks a, and, this, and the mining but hold up real quick so if price is at mining or price is at like 50 or whatever it ran to like 50 dollars at its peak what was the mining what what was the like hash rate then versus hash rate now there it was running like
1: 1.5 or so
2: and then yeah, what so is it at
1: now it's about it's running about two and a half average oh if not higher interesting yeah so hash rate can only loosely be correlated to price but you what you realize is that like the higher the hash rate is, the more secure the network is, which means that, like, you could theoretically port more money into the network, like actual, yeah. like liquidity secure. So if you think about like Monero is only at a two and a half giga hash per second, its market cap is three billion. And this has a, well, equivalent or higher. Um, uh, in fact, it this spiked higher than Monero has ever been, which is kind of
2: cool. Would um, you kind of almost view hash rate as security can be one thing, but would you almost view it as a belief factor as well? I think so. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. um, if more people well, are willing to allocate their resource, a.k.a. mining towards a project versus one versus the other, it, yep, there's speculation there.
1: They're speculating that like, the future value of the coin will be higher than it is now, right? So uh, take Litecoin, for example, Um, Litecoin at current price is actually not worth mining, like it's $72. So it's actually, the value of the coin is cheaper than the cost to mine at the moment, which makes it more straightforward to just buy the coin, which is what I did, right? So same same concept. So you generally wanna buy proof of work coins at or below the cost to mine, usually. That's the general idea. I don't know what that is exactly for Zephyr right now because, like, I had to buy two computers, right? So far, I've mined, like, six Zephyr over the course of, like, maybe I think, like, five weeks, maybe. I think I'm getting, like, one per week. So I've basically mined about, um like, you know, 120 bucks worth, something like that. Which not bad, right? the cost of my motherboard has been taken care of at this point <laughs> it'll take a it'll take like a year or so, probably if price doesn't go up, it'd take about a year or so to really like pay off one computer pretty much
2: now also another factor to to discuss pertaining to Zeph would be the willingness or attitude of x m r holders, so do you think that? the Monero holders out there would be more likely to buy into something like Zeph because they're already into the privacy narrative. And I I feel like the people that understand that are probably higher level thinkers. And you know what I mean? They're, they're not, they're on, they're not midwitters or midwitters. The privacy
1: crowd is definitely the right curve crowd for sure. Um, And the privacy crowd has not, had much success in making a whole lot of money buying coins and holding them so so many of them have done like the privacy coins have done relatively poorly previously so the fact that this one's such a low market low market cap would seem to me like an obvious opportunity for those folks who like maybe didn't get in early into monero into or whatever else right so that's kind of like the thesis here like would i be so into this if this was a three billion market cap probably not but a 50 million market cap sure <laughs> right like that's the that's a thing like so privacy has like a narrow band of users can can like you name of,
2: can you name one thing that monero is better at than Zeph?
1: um nothing cuz zef has all of the features of monero same mining rig and everything um huh. the only difference is that you, they added the ability to use multiple um receiving wallets so that you can have be private you don't have to even use the same wallet address more than once. And then the other thing they added was, of course, like the stablecoin part of it. So yeah, th- basically this is Monero Plus. It's really the best way to describe it. All this. So exact how, do we, thing- how do we
2: send it? How do we send an email blast to all the all the Monero <laughs> holders? How do we get that data and say that this is like Monero better, but now you can buy it at a much cheaper market cap and actually just, get some You gains. just hashtag
1: XMR with with anytime we're talking about Zeph or like if you do a YouTube video like tag the Monero crowd, so like when they see, yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'll make in.
2: I'll make a YouTube video about it soon. Um, and and I think using Monero as the example and like comparing and contrasting would be good. And just yeah, I think that that's a that's a great idea to kind of get the crowd I, on board because I put my chart
1: in trading view as well, so that way it gets a little bit more web traffic.
2: Yeah, send over any assets because I'll I'll get to work on scripting it out and whatnot. I'll try to make a informative video with a little bit of humor
1: cool yeah and i think like you know zephyr kind of to me is my like choice for um like high volatility high reward type of thing um and then um like to me Chainlink is kind of like like almost the guarantee play
3: like it's just too obvious to be like it's just going to go up. That's just not much to it, really.
2: Have you looked into any of that? What I think it's called D PIN, something to do with like real world, like tokenizing real world assets. D is more generally. like decentralized infrastructure stuff. That'd be like, oh, box. yeah, that's what it is.
1: DVPN and some of these other things. What, um, what does it stand for? What does D PIN stand for? Oh, I forgot what the stands for but it's like decentralized i think infrastructure something network or something um someone made this thing up just to kind of like create a new category but it's basically Mm -hmm. stuff that does like coins that do things it'd be like render it'd be like akash it would be like dvpn that you pay for so the coin is used to actually pay for and secure a like actual network
3: of you know computers or whatever else so that's the main thing with that
2: Sounds like it's uh not really gonna take off. <laughs> like it, it sounds cool, but at the same time it's not you gotta, you're you're much better. Well, like, off just they kind of already did. That, they kind of already ran a lot already this year.
1: That's the thing. Like a cost went from like twenty cents to like three dollars or whatever. So it's, yeah, that's uh, a that's
2: a good run. But what I'm saying is it's like for like mass like NFTs made sense if you're talking to someone like nfts made sense but they didn't make sense it was it was fun it was kind of like meme coins whereas Deepin, it's like uh if you're trying to get normies on board a narrative i think that you know privacy is still kind of a hard narrative to push on normies but like gaming nft things like that like a lot of normies can understand for yeah like like mass pump like a doge type pump in fact in the history of tech the stuff that does
1: something useful almost never like makes as much money, or runs as much. Like a good example would be like look at like Cisco Systems, which is, you know, a company that makes like internet routers and internet switches and whatever, and they make like large scale internet infrastructure. Um, some people that that back in the dot com days, you know, they bought Cisco stock because they figured, hey, this is a picks and shovels play. It's an infrastructure play. And you know what? Like that's going to go up. It's going to be like, it's going to go up no matter what, because like if the internet grows, it grows and that kind of thing. But guess who made most of the multiples? Like the people that built on that infrastructure, the apps or the consumer products like Apple and Microsoft and whoever were the ones that actually made all the money. So software did much better than that. So like you said, like the picks and shovels things like a chain link. It could run. And I think Chainlink's doing a lot to sort of like increase value for their coin. But at the same time, just like you said, it's just not a sexy narrative, right? Like who the fuck cares? Like, do you know what kind of tech is inside your smartphone? Um, Like Broadcom has done amazingly well in terms of stock for some, you know, for whatever reason. But the vast majority of people have no idea what it is. Um, So some, like a lot of picks and shovels type things don't do that great. Um, it depends on how, like, you know, because these things don't catch like that narrative bid, right? Like they don't get that speculative bid from retail. Um, like take for example, Tesla stock, is that shit worth like a price earnings ratio of 70 right now? Probably not. You know, like maybe it's worth like half of what it, you know, it is now, but like retail loves it cause they love Elon and they love the, you know, electric car narrative or whatever the else. And they, and so they, they throw a speculative multiple into the coin. Or the or the stock or whatever it is you're buying. And I feel like the depend stuff, like like how many people actually use a kosh network versus the number of people that bought it because it has like an AI narrative attached to it, right? Clearly like 90% of people, 99% of people bought it for the AI narrative and like 1% of people are actually using the token for what it's actually built for. So that's the thing. Like these they go into these speculative pumps, but um how much can that narrative kind of really pump in a bull market? I don't know. Thing is, like everything pumps in a bull market, right? Like so, the only difference is be like, like oh, I only got a three x this year, and someone else will be like, oh, I got a twenty x this year. So I think the problem is like, what's going to twenty x and what's going to three x, and we get like embarrassed by three x's in crypto, which is, <laughs> which is funny because it's hard to get that in the stock market, right? So. But anyway, but yeah, but it's true, too, that like in highly speculative assets, you really want to be making like a 10x on them. Like, otherwise, why are you here? Right. Like you're taking really high risk for really high reward. Basically, is the theory.
2: That was really funny. I was listening to Theo Vaughn and Tony Robbins. They had a podcast together and you guys should watch it. It's pretty good. But at the end, Tony Robbins is talking about how he's got this. New book coming out and within the book he's talking about these different strategies where you can invest into it's kind of like how hedge funds um, like only accredited investors et cetera like some you know' it's, it's hard to crack into these hedge funds and they're making x per year and he's like bragging about how you know what what normally takes you 10 years to get a 2x you can or what normally takes you 20 you could get a, a 2x on your capital within 10 years and drastically shorten the time frame and I'm just laughing because it's like bro imagine telling someone in the crypto space hey you're only going to get a 2x in 10 years <laughs> like that's, right, that's right. what these guys are shilling in like the the legacy system and that that was like his aggressive return and like some mind blowing new strategies right and this is presuming like you can you can
1: take on leverage and shit in stock market and go full degen too so it's not like it's not possible there as well um, but yeah it's it's uh like the problem is the average person is not going to know how to manage that even remotely correctly and we'll probably lose money
5: doing it. Uh but Robo, what's up, man? Oh nothing, mate. <clears throat> I'm actually uh sitting outside the shop. It's just closed on me. They've gone to bed and I'm uh on the laptop uh creating some uh tokens for the deal. but the deep in stuff dude I mean it's it's fucking one of those things isn't it? It's like the words Dao. Yeah. It's like yeah. Gao Wait, right? it's a buzzword, isn't it? Like listen <laughs> DPIN. I mean, obviously, the, the P stands for physical, by the way. So it's it's just basically the Internet of Things. But this is the decentralized like, guys, <laughs> there's absolutely no difference between DPIN and what's been happening for fucking years. Like what yeah. you want to control your lights, Like, come on.
1: It was well, I think the way I have always categorized th- that category is like coins that do shit. Right, like render, you pay for rendering services, a cost, you pay for compute services. Um, VPN, D- another for, one, yeah. VPN, you pay for VPN services, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, like, the coin has a actual function in terms of like monetary function, as opposed to simply like securing the value of a blockchain or some or securing the value of a, you, know, you know, Yeah, security right. for
5: validators or whatever. So and that's the about. 5%, sorry, about 5%, right, of what's being talked about in the deep in circles, about 5% is actually hardcore physical infra. Like, people like DVPN, Act, Render, again, these are the best examples of hardcore, fe- of hardcore infra, even fucking Inch, you could almost describe them as fucking D, if you want to dive into it, but yeah, man. And that, this is, Sethi, I'm pissed off, you know why? Because mm. Project, they're gonna sell themselves, right? Based on being like deep in and they're just fucking charades. It's the same like metaverse Peter Wait. Of it's course. Like, like, narrative, bro, man. Of course, yeah.
1: Like, yeah, there's gonna there's like the narrative and then there's like what they actually do. Cause here's the thing, like, even in the utility shit, like how many people are buying render tokens to render video games? I mean, the reality is is like probably best than one. Yeah, that's something. what I was gonna say
2: with render. I, I held some for a while and got wrecked on the position. And then uh You know, I was like, "Wait a second! Like, what does this even really do?" Because I'm I'm buying it for like the whole oh, GPUs in the future, it's going to be rendering everything. But it's like, what does the token actually do? What What is my use case of the token other than like it can go up
1: or down for render? The token you can just that's what you use to directly pay for the for using GPU services to render your work. So the thing is, it does do that. What's
2: the What's the volume on it?
1: Yeah, probably nothing. Probably nothing. I'm not kidding. It's probably like almost nothing. Like, this is true of like all of these things. Like, if you look at the revenue Akash produces, same thing, it's like a few thousand bucks a day or something. For what? A token that's worth like 700 billion? (laughs) Like, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, 99.9%, I think, being conservative, would be like these coins are just speculative pumps based on narrative. Not like, here's the thing about Render Logan. Like let's say you bought render at a dollar and now it's at $3. Awesome. Well, now you have three times the amount of rendering you can do with your coins, right? Assuming you bought the thing for the actual work purposes. But let's say you're Walt Disney and you buy like render tokens at $4 and the price of the token goes down to $1. Now you have one third the rendering power. Like no, yeah, no business. Terrible. No business is gonna terrible. do this shit. So this is why, like, um, so renders on Solana, I believe, and what what they did with Akash is they actually added the ability to pay in US dollar denomination using USDC. So like that helped at least make it so that you understand what the fuck you're paying for. Otherwise, who's going to do a conversion of wait a minute, how much rendering power do I need? Like what's that going to cost a month from now? You know, how many tokens do I need and like what are they worth now and all this shit. It becomes like an exchange um you know like people that want to like buy a simple service do they want to do it on kind of something like kind of a stable coin. They don't really want to do it on a like a business wants to know what its fucking expenses are next month, right? Imagine paying yeah, your electric it would make sense
2: if you It would make sense if you almost have like a USD wallet. And then as soon as you're actually like needing the services, it like transitions yeah. it into Render. The coin. Like, and even yeah, then that's like, where what, I that's it's precisely like what. Are you buying it there and then that's something that drives like What you happening. described
1: is precisely what Akash added to their system. The similar thing, by the way, they have GPUs and CPUs you can use. But yeah, like this is a similar thing, and I I I don't know, like the whole thing. uh, I would say like ninety nine percent is based on speculation, and there's like one percent of the actual use case of the coin, and um, so yeah, vast majority of it's mymology and whatever. So when you talk about DPin, the the category is basically coins that do shit, Um, like coins that are actually used for some specific purpose uh, within that ecosystem so it is like that's the idea um but anyway yeah like so like I, the thing is like but you to your point the problem is with those things they make good deep end stuff makes good fodder for like crypto related media or like cnbc or forbes and shit like that why because like oh crypto actually does something useful so the play there is the presumption that like that shit will be advertised on TV or whatever at some point, you know, as like something that does something. Um, But it would almost like be buying, I don't know, like I remember like 3D printing stocks like Stratasys and um, like 3D systems and whatever. Like I remember when they had a giga pump like, you know, of their stock price and the stock price had no correlation with the fundamentals. Um, to this day their stock prices are wrecked and people don't have a 3d printer in their house that they're you know printing their shit with every day (laughs) like you know like like all that shit never materialized yet and so those those mega pumps when it comes to quote-unquote utility um, this would be similar to like the dot-com bubble with um, tons of companies that like pumped way beyond their fundamentals but then caught up like a decade or two decades or three decades later so I think crypto deep in shit is like if you buy it at the very, very bottom in a bear market, sure. Why not? But man, if you're buying it anywhere after that, it's like, get ready for your position to get wrecked at some point. It's just not, you're not sure when, but it's going down at some point because there's no way the fundamentals like actually um, support that, if that makes sense. So this is the way to think about those. And I've kind of like Akash did a good run fetched did a good run. And, um, you know, can they run to prior highs and can they run way past that? Maybe, I don't know, but I don't know this after this most recent dump, it seemed like there were just way more obvious, less risky shit to buy into like in some ways. And so I just picked up a few that like, so I think my, my bags, I think are going to like, I just kind of held on to at this point. Where for high growth, where basically Link, Zephyr, Kujira, um, are kind of like the premier ones, I would say at the moment, and, and I think all of those will
2: do fine. Side note: It's so fucking cold outside right now, <laughs> bro. It's like negative. I'm I'm out out here in Indianapolis.
4: And, oh yeah, uh, cold bro. There.
2: It's like it, it usually. I mean, I'm from California originally. So I'm not used to the cold. I'm from Orange County, and then moved out here <laughs> during the pandemic. And bro, like the 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 last couple winters out here have not been that bad at all. But right now, it's negative. It's negative one outside. Oh yeah, you gotta be and careful. This is not. This is.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be cut out there without a coat or whatever. You just disconnected, by the way. Um, it's so cold; his phone froze. But yeah, like I think with uh, Chainlink, as I was mentioning before, like. If we if it closes above like around sixteen twenty on the this evening on the weekly chart, I think it'll probably run the coming the coming weeks. Um if it doesn't it puts in a little lower high, then we might have to see some more downside correction potentially. But um I, I think like looking at the relative strength of altcoins versus BTC, it that everything looks like there's a potential for a run there. Um I was a bit surprised actually. At how much alts held up this time compared to BTC. So, you know, whatever whales or whatever retail, whoever it is, like people are picking up the dips on uh, all coins across the board. Um, so things have held up pretty nicely, I would say. Um, Robo, have you? What's your big bags right for the season that you're going
5: to hold on to? You know, dude, I'm just like, like, literally, I said, I was like sitting outside on the street in Bangkok. I'm mm-hmm. listening to you guys while I'm creating a token. It's my first ever TGE. Uh, okay. Bruce, you I bought on this shit. Like, dude. Uh, so I'll, I'll get to that in a second very, very you're quickly. you creating a token but, on what? Like, I don't know, token do factory you, or? Uh, on Dow, Dow, on Dow, Dow. So do you know, okay. we've just launched, I think, I think it's the first official uh, Dow uh, NFT. So, like, we've just dropped wreck, uh, wrecked clips, like people have been waiting for this. So today, what I've done is just to give you a quick lowdowns up here. <clears throat> today, I went on a Dow. DowDow, uh, obviously, on my, you know, DowDow Dow member of six of us, yeah, Rack FM Dow. I created this NFT collection through the Oe Minter. And um, because we're doing it through the Dow first ever, uh, it had to go to governance. We've executed in lightning speed in like fucking four hours uh, on the governance. It's now live on Gears. It goes live at midnight UTC. It's the first one in a series of ten. We're dropping one per week so from week. now. The next how, week. how is this done? Like you can now uh, produce NFTs using DAO. It's Dow? insane, dude. Um, oh, wait, I get wait. That's why I'm doing the token now because, oh, bro. This is like so fucking good. Sefi it's re d- bro Dow Dow. I bought a new laptop cause Dow. Dow is fucking that good right now. Dow Dow's performance bro right now is the one of the best apps I've ever I'm, I'm walking around the streets with a laptop Dow Dow is that good and that important to my fucking life right now. Bruce is down there. get that. He'll tell you, but yeah, I'm about to do this talk. And I mean, it's quite difficult, uh, Sefi with a voting, uh, configuration, you know, like because we're going to distribute this so we're only given the team 10 percent between the six right and then we're gonna to have to stake 51 percent so that we didn't get rugged like as a team and obviously the DAO, the parent dow's got like veto so we can control like any little mugs and spam props but like Fucking dude, look at the governance options I've got right now, like what I'm sitting in front of. It's crazy, like like Dow Dow legit. Uh, so where, where am I? I'm on Dow Dow. I'm on the Rack FM Dow. I'm now. No, like Give creating... what, what, a
1: description. Like what could, What's like a cool like a cool feature on governance you can do?
5: Wow. uh well we've got unstaken we've got unstaken if you're creating a token we've got unstaken period passing threshold proposal deposit quorum proposal submission policy veto by the parent DAO, uh, active thresholds voting duration multiple choice props enabled allow re-voting have disabled obviously you should always do that okay and then so, overall so a lot of work, parameters yeah. related to oh, governance so the- you can tweak basically Dude, I'm wanking. I'm having a wank, Sefi. I love this shit, me. I love a bit of go. Like, I I don't know. We're talking about making governance sexy. You know, it's bringing sexy back. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm excited because you, you have to be a governance dork to like this thing. But yeah, <laughs> but well, it, it's, <laughs> but it's no, no, no. the thing is we, we've we been talking about governance fatigue for two years. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 If someone like me who like gave up on governance 18 months ago and pretty much like left every LP and just walked away like blah, blah, blah. Dude, if this can bring someone like me back, then, I mean, come on, what can I do for, like, mass retail when it does happen? Like, the thing is, I just want to shout out out because, and I'm not chilling, I'm not paid, but their fucking performance upgrades. Th- literally, I've just gone and bought a new laptop simply because their fucking upgrades, like, it's that good. And it's literally, I'm doing Wait, fuck what, all on it, it except DaoDao. What's Dao the too. benefit
1: of a new laptop, though? Like,
5: this is not a graphics... it's clean, clean, bro, the other ones have got so much... <laughs> Uh, you just wanted
1: to, You wanted to start the crypto season with a clean screen.
5: Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I've seen I think well go Kepler. Like I'm not. I've only got. Listen, I've I, I promised myself on the new laptop, right? I'm going to survive with just leap and MetaMask through this entire fucking well. I mean, I'll do Trust Wallet maybe on a mobile phone and spare one. But dude, there's nothing. I'm not getting. There's nobody siphoning any fucking thing from me. I am locked and loaded for this fucking bullarming. I mean, Sefi, come on. Every indication, tell me that there's a tell me there's a bearish signal right now. Not like in the greater narrative, the, the daytime or the weekly narrative might have a bullish signal. We might get a 1.2 million 1.2 billion hack. But like there ain't Sefi. I'm sorry, there ain't no bearish signals for the next like 18, 24 months.
1: Yeah, outside of 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 some
5: kind of like black swan thing or
1: some like some macroeconomic clusterfuck, some event. Uh, No, it
5: it looks pretty smooth right now.
1: I don't even think. I don't even think
5: China invading Taiwan. Wait, I don't even think China invading Taiwan would upset crypto. Do you know what? I don't even think that level event could upset crypto right now. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not sure about that, but like, (laughs) I'm not sure what would happen there, but.
1: yeah, like, well, here's the thing, like, anytime a market's running really hot, um, any sort of like negative news dumps the market. So it depends on how speculatively hot a market is. And that determines more how much it dumps than necessarily the sometimes the event itself. Um, but yeah, like the, the the COVID slash like Chinese miners dump in 2020 was like, uh, two things happening simultaneously.
5: And you know, pretty much people sold off like crazy in sheer panic. That was, that was right, so, I mean, the, the thing is, you, you said 2020, so 2020 and 2021 were very different, the COVID crash was March 2020, but the, the one you're talking about <laughs> was April 2021. Now, Safi, because I live in Thailand, I get up very early, and at the time, I was on a, uh, an exchange, I made a new one tweet about two things, Remember, two I, things I, happened I, in 2020, I, I the Chinese all, minor You caught about the flood. No, no, I'm talking about the flood. I'm talking about the oh, flood. You know, the big where? one, the flood uh, when okay. the coal mine got flooded, uh, April. Dude, i made like uh, in orbs between Binance and my Thai exchange. I made cause the order books on the Thai exchange were like highest book. Binance crashed on ETC, dude. I made like two and a half grand and about two hours on orbs. That was the greatest thing ever. Like, like just pure imbalance, bro. These people, these ties hadn't even woke up. It's like 6am Sunday morning and a Chinese mm-hmm. mine floods, and Bitcoin sinks. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I don't know. That was probably... Do that and get the deer for you. Can you not all remember right. when the mine flooded and all the people died in China, and mm. Bitcoin,
1: like, Sunday morning, just bombed? I, I don't think I was focusing on that event at all. Like, I, hadn't, I wasn't
5: paying attention. Yeah, I don't remember at all. Uh, do, mid, 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 to, mid to late April 2021, right? A, a Chinese mine flooded. And it was like Sunday morning and dude, you should have seen what happened to the entire market It just fucking mm. dude. The hash power, the hash power went down by like fucking forty percent or something. Like literally in a few minutes. Interesting. Um yeah, cool. <laughs> like I don't remember it, but
1: yeah. Um anyway, but yeah, like uh I, I think today like things are showing pretty good strength. Um it's all about like what happens on the weekly candles, pretty much. And um any coin that like where it puts a new high in tonight at like, what is it? 6 PM or 5 PM, whatever it is, your time. Uh, We're talking about like in, I don't know, in like, mm, like eight, eight or nine hours. I can't remember when the candle closes. Oh yeah. Eight. Actually I have a timer here. It's eight hours and 30 minutes. Exactly. But when the uh, weekly candle closes, um, if your coin, whatever you have puts in a slightly higher, higher value than the, the previous high, then that's going to be super bullish. And I think Chainlink and adam are the ones that could do that um, if they can make a move today. But um, all across crypto, pretty much volumes are down. Um, and usually, when volumes are down, like if you look at how Bollinger Bands react, it usually implies that um, you're about to make a big move, either up or down. Um, and like Chainlink a great example. It kind of you know, almost touched sort of like the midline and then um, looks ready to run again. I think like since Chainlink and Rune and a few other things like started the bull market off, I think like those have pulled back the most and have spent the most time consolidating already. So whichever stuff that like first pumped are probably the things to focus on for the coming two weeks. Um, Let me look at Rune actually real quick and see where we are. Um, yeah, Rune kind of began its run like maybe depending on how you define it. Um eh, breakout level is kind of like two bucks, maybe around October. And then it ran to about seven bucks by um November twenty-seventh, and then sort of like dipped since then. So Rune looks pretty solid. It's dipping down to like its middle point on the Bollinger Band. Um I don't remember what the moving average on a Bollinger band is. It's like 30 day or some shit. I don't know. I'm not sure. Let me see if I can find that. Mm, I don't know what the standard is for Bollinger. Oh, yeah. Length in 20. Uh I believe it's a 20-day length um, for the middle of a Bollinger band signal. So yeah, like things are pulling back to that midpoint, but still looking bullish in terms of like this latest Bitcoin dump didn't cause most altcoins to drop below their median point. So anything like uh, if you pull up a weekly chart or a daily chart, especially the weekly, um, and on the weekly chart, if your coin is running above the midline on a Bollinger band, probability of more upside in the next few weeks is pretty damn good, especially if like everything closes on the weekly today, higher, um, then people remember chart signals are things that people see after the fact. You, you know like charts aren't really predictive of anything, but we know that people behave based on what they show. So, like certain things look visually more b- bullish. It's like painting, you know. It's like <laughs> like like a a painting can look more optimistic versus pessimistic. The charts are the same way. Um, an optimistic looking chart would be like, you know, link over sixteen bucks, um, you know, things like that. So you could you could use the the weekly closes as like a pretty good indicator of like where generally you're going. Um, and I think like big money like swing traders and large money they typically use weekly and monthly charts they don't sit around day trading on 15 minute charts and messing around so like if a hedge fund is going to buy a whole bunch of a coin they're going to tend to buy it when they're going to they're going to buy it on like retracements on weekly charts at the very like you know shortest um, time scales so they you know daily to weekly is probably a good like uh, general purpose way to examine charts i think.
5: Milo, what are you up to? can nah, nah, I be honest? Can I be honest? Uh, I, yeah, I, do miss, I do miss a little bit of Dijon Sefi. I mean, I know we're getting into the serious part of the market and I know what you're like, you're the proper dude, <laughs> but, but I missed a little bit of Dijon. I mean, I miss you like when you were just aping into like NFTs on Stargate. like not giving a fuck. We need some of that Sefi. back, you know. do don't, don't forget, bro, we need we yeah, need a bit yeah, of Dijon yeah. Sefi, from time to time, bro.
1: Oh yeah. Like I've I still have all my various NFTs and things sitting around. Um For sure. Um, It's just like, um, I think like this year, I'm mostly focused on um, sort of like, I built sort of a portfolio in stocks and crypto with the intention that um, uh, like, I'm going to do like 10 years of vacations, (laughs) you know, like fairly frequent ones and get around the world a bit. Um, Dude, and from, that, what what not, from what I've listened from, from what I've a whole bunch of complicated fucking taxes and stuff.
5: Yeah. From what I've listened to, you right <laughs> your infra. you're right in the infra right now. So I've been listening to every Spacer for quite a while. He's like, he's so hardcore, like proper fundamental, like infra. Like that's where the link and the atom stuff comes from. Like, but that will make good returns. Like, if you've got good capital and you can just pour it in and just go, on. I can just sit here and just wait. That is like, yeah clever it's clever money it's, it's uh, yeah it's exactly it's clever money you know what i mean there's
1: some there's some things that made only 2x but you can pour a lot of money into them right so that like it it depends on what you're trying to accomplish but like like my strategy at this point is so i built a stock portfolio up that's pretty sizable and i built it up over um you know, like last October until sort of like middle of the summer or something like that, just basically bought all the way to the bottom of every single stock that I could find at high dividends or whatever. So the plan is like, if I keep those stocks, I could basically go on like vacation using the dividends every year and just have it pay me. That's one way to go about it. The other is like, if we get some giga dip in Bitcoin or something, and, you know, maybe it drops below the cost of mine or something, insane then i can just sell all of that at one time and just dump it all into btc at that point and now that like you have the bitcoin etf shit in the stock market and like it's very very easy to swap from one to the other and then i'll just you know ride that to another 2x or something like pretty quickly so um yeah so now i like the nice thing about having btc available right there in the brokerage account is without having to move all over the place i can quickly get a 2x on um like if if BTC drops sufficient enough to where like there's a clear two x return investment again, I'll and, just do that again.
4: And Robo, there's one more thing. Just um, you have to imagine. Seffi is pretty busy. He's running a hospital, and he doesn't complain, you know. But when you really listen to what he says, it has been a nightmare for him making the taxes on the last year, and he doesn't want that shit ever again. It's, one
1: thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Not to mention I have um, like corporate taxes to do. I've got like
5: personal. Also, 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 just to like reiterate something even more important is that Sephi is the guy where he would rather have a slice of a watermelon than a whole grape. And that's what people in this fucking industry like need to fucking understand. Like if you're chasing the fucking whole grape, oh, you want that big thing to yourself. Well, that's not a big thing, is it? Have a big slice of a fat fucking juicy watermelon and enjoy yourself. Like people are gonna, they're gonna really take their eye off what's important. Like, if like I'm Cephy and I've got size, I'm gonna be like 75% like that route. And I'm gonna be 25% like this uh, you know, a meme fucking NFT Dijon like route, but I'm gonna like guard my capital like capital preservation. In this cycle, that's all I want fucking people. I'm never going to show about capital preservation. You know, there's no shame do, if you do a 2x, no shame cashing out. And the coin does a fucking 5x. And you're like, because bro, I'd rather you do a 2x than to get rugged and you get nothing. Like people need to wake the fuck up running this cycle because the rugs are going to be everywhere. Seppy.
1: Yeah, my like my, I would say um, my stock trading portfolio now is about like, um it's it's about maybe 35 percent um and then like the crypto trading portfolio and this is just the short-term ones that i I built just for the last couple years um i made separate like entire portfolios just to sort of keep them separated and um like maybe the other you know 65 percent or whatever that is is at uh is crypto and so the thought is like uh, the stock market stuff, there's no way it's going to do a 2x. Like, there's no, like, a, a lot of the stuff in there, maybe on average, I'm up like, maybe 25% or something, which is pretty damn good. But, like, that's so that there's dividends flowing in and it's a different risk category. And the only reason to liquidate that stuff is A, I want to pay all the taxes I just made on the gains on that, which is a whole another mess, uh, which I could do. Like, it's not a big deal due to do stock taxes. I can sell all of it or, um, but the only reason to do that is if like the really, really great opportunity just suddenly emerges in crypto. And I'm like, ooh, BTC drops, you know, 50% or something, something ridiculous, and then I can jump jump into it. Outside of that, like there's not a great reason to sort of mess with it. And then the the this the crypto trading portfolio is in things that I think are nom- minimal three X's. So like, you know, that would be like Adam at 30, link at 45, you know in Kujira at like maybe 12, you know, like these are not far away. And um, so I, I think at minimal 3Xs, but I think like on the whole, I'm hoping for more like a 10X on the crypto portfolio. So the the stock portfolio is also sort of like, if you think about it, it's uh, like almost like my dry powder because it's not going anywhere. It's probably not going to dump too much more. And even if it does, like I'll still be in the green because like I'm up 25% on that portfolio, like on average over the year. Some stocks are up hundred percent. Some are down twenty. So I'm I'm maybe like twenty five percent in the green. So like I have a lot of room there that they could fall, and I'm still sort of in the green. I could use that as dry powder. So like the stock market is dry powder for crypto. If that makes sense, like it's interesting. Have strategy.
5: you got a have you got a have you got a E. Metaverse uh, narrative like or plan or thesis like? Metaverse? i mean it's, it's what one of, mean? like it's one of the sectors like well i mean are you picking projects that you think are going to do very well we saw and run i mean you know sectorizing um, you're yeah i haven't
1: that. done i haven't put in anything into sort of like the metaverse slash gaming anything only because like i don't know it's like there comes a point after which well one problem is like the the available exchanges have gone down like kucoin and a bunch of other ones like made it harder to buy shit. So like I could go through the trouble and go through the hoops and, you know, use a, you know, family members foreign passport or some shit and like KYC all those things and get on all those exchanges and whatever. But I don't know, like (laughs) it's like, I I feel like I don't want to bother with all that shit to some extent. So yeah, you could definitely like, some people like the gaming narrative and whatever. I just found like a pile of shit. Like, first of all, like just Zephyr alone can easily 10X from here. Like, do I need to have a whole bunch of other things? Like, you know, when most of the things I have are probably going to perform a 10X, even Link will probably 10X from here. Um, Zephyr is kind of more the 100X potential. I just use 10X as a conservative number. But like, the you know, when you have already a sequence of things that you feel like are good, 3Xs, 5Xs, 10Xs, 20Xs, et cetera, and you have like a spread of these things. I don't know. I haven't really tried to go a lot more, um, not DGEN, but like, even more diversified than that. I, I Ch- felt Savi, Trump- Savi,
5: can I just jump in there? Can I? Can I mm-hmm. quickly just jump in? Something I've, I really learned like the last two cycles is oh, uh, what I call the last two cycles was like the double top uh, in 2021. Holy fuck! I mean, when when we really hit like mega cycle, like when when money's pouring, in, when we've got new retail, when everything's going up, like Sephi says, you can throw a fucking dart at anything and it'll work. When that happens. I think if you've got more than a five to six like coin spread, you're gonna struggle. Like I know when it's bullet season, like real hyper bullet season, at one time I can't manage any more than six coins. That would be my limit, and that is my limit, and I'll not break it either. In the build up, like I don't I don't in the build up, ten is okay, but you're gonna get that down to like six, five hardcore. But then also if a, a cheeky flip isn't the same as something that you're like following, you know, the faves and blah, 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 and the volume, et cetera, dude, anything more than six. And I think you're going to struggle like to, to really fucking focus and make money and and exit when you need to anyway.
1: Yeah. If I have like a really small position or something, you're not noticing me doing a bunch of charting and shit on it. Like, you know, it's not that important to me if it runs, like, you know, I look a year later, Oh look at 10 X. Okay. Awesome. I'm not really paying close attention. Um, whereas the stuff that is like more serious, the part of the reason I'm charting it is because is I'm trying to figure out if I, where I want to buy more, like on a dip or something like that. So if I'm still at it, because, you know, the thing is I still work um, and, uh, you know, my wife still works. So like over the year, more income does arrive that I can invest, right? It's not like I have nothing coming in. So part of why I chart things is so that I can allocate um, potentially, like, I don't want to miss dips in things that could be really juicy. Um, so I'll periodically allocate a little bit along the way. That's kind of why I do that. Not, But like, you'll notice if it's this really small position, like, I just noticed, I went to Terra, and I just noticed I have like a little bitty, like, position of Mars protocol tokens. <laughs> and like, um it's worth a decent, decent amount. Now, I just, it's been sitting around, but it's only 22 million market cap. But Am I sitting around charting this thing? No. Like, if Mars creates a chain, if they do a neutron, like, if they do some big new project in the 10Xs, that'd be amazing. But I'm not really going to follow it closely.
5: Um, you know, just leave it sitting there. Oh, Steffi, we've seen the tug of war, haven't we, with osmosis and fucking neutron and. <laughs> fucking Mars Jesus I mean what's what, what the news funny. lately
1: where, where is Mars going finally are they gonna, they're not going to make their own chain or they're going to go on neutral I'm trying
5: to not in, no no they've got their own chain that was the problem they should never release their own chain in the fucking first place right
1: yeah there was Maybe no obvious been, reason to like create your own chain like if anything, they should have put, like, maybe a shared security chain on Cosmos. Like, why the fuck would you pay for a whole other chain now?
5: At the most, exactly, exactly. That <laughs> Dude, what you've just said is the most they should have done. Like, literally look a lot like Lavana. I mean, I know, I, like, obviously they've had issues, but functioning on osmosis, absolutely no problem whatsoever. Like, Well, Lavana's benefit being on
1: osmosis is that you have a DEX right there with good liquidity, right? So that's the benefit to Lavana and
5: osmosis. That's cool. But Mars you know could be on Osmosis too, theoretically, I guess. See, it's sellout, It's sellout season, bro. So, like, you know, this started, obviously, before Cosmoverse, right, in uh, Turkey. And it was like, oh, Osmosis, they're going to get bought out of, like, Cosmos. It was all this, like, oh, rumors. And even Sonny came on Rock FM. And, like, he was like, nah, yeah, you know. And, and then all of a sudden, it's Stride. But then, bang, next thing you know, it's fucking uh, Mars. And then, bang, next day, it's Umi. I mean, the thing is, these L1s are realizing that they're not sustainable. And we're been talking about this the app chain thesis is so dead, guys. Like, didn't take my opinion, Can't to your own work, but we've been talking about app chain thesis being dead for all, like, since it started, at least it a year they, and a half. I don't have
1: a problem with the app chain thesis. The problem is
5: that there's not enough sufficiently useful apps so no you, can... you don't get the, you don't get the point about that you don't get the point about this so listen how many validator sets can you keep recreating right right you've you spin the validator sets out at some stage massively now i can give you 10 chains now that shouldn't exist as an l1 but could exist as a sovereign l2 roll-up with like celestia as a da level right and and have a shared validator set like bro we have to get to this realization that validators are not like uh Endless. There's not an infinity pool of validators, and at some stage, something has to give, one way or another, with that situation.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, there's very few instances where an app chain is necessary. But Milo, you were going to say something, Milo? You there?
6: Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I guess that's why I've held on to so much of my atom because I knew that this is going to happen, and. I feel that ICS sort of is like, it should just be validation on Cosmos and then everyone sharing the security and the validators from that for their apps, like all this other stuff, is just bullshit, all this extra governance is fucking bullshit. I don't know why there's people that fucking jerk off over governance. It's the most retarded shit in the fucking world. And there should be the one thing I think I really like about Kuji, like a Senate or having a fucking, the actual people, that are designing the chain should be picking the fucking parameters for the chain. There shouldn't be fucking idiots and retards that want this bad and the next thing. They have absolutely no fucking skin in the game. They shouldn't even be in it at all. Right. It's like the game
1: Milo. Like the reality is that with like these governance things that people try to change about blockchains, the reality is even a lot of people that run validators and stuff don't necessarily understand um, these economic models sufficient enough to be voting about them like the the number of smart people that actually know the math to like figure out like useful token design and things like this like and parameter changes you can probably count on one hand who are all these other fucking people voting exactly all it says is that like oh a bunch of people the blind leading the blind is what it looks like
6: we we saw like, that we saw that play out in like the governance reality show of Luna Classic. That, I'll, I'll, give you a,
1: I'll give you a, an example of this, Milo. Imagine a hospital, right? And imagine, like, there's a bunch of people that sell, I don't know, ventilator machines and maybe IV tubing and stuff, right? And let's say those people come into the hospital and vote on how the hospitals run from a medical perspective. Like,
6: it just doesn't make any sense. Like, like, well, you're, you're, you're going to have that? a hospital full of ventilation fucking machines
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> or, and you're going to, and, and you're not going to actually solve the actual like medical problems you think you're going to solve. Like the validators might be good at one thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. automatically mean they're great at like economics.
6: So well, this is kind of funny because this is my other business, right? Like I sell a, a shit ton of fucking shoe covers. And if you yeah, yeah. got me voting on the hospital board, yeah, every fucking <laughs> hospital would have my shoe cover machines and it wouldn't fucking help <laughs> anything. It just make me fucking money. So like, that's exactly. exactly what it is. I would be the shoe cover fucking validator. And that's
5: and, what I want. And dude, you can see it on chain. You know why? You can, I mean, if you're a nerd like me and you do this shit, Go and troll through the votes and see how many people actually put something in the memo. I can literally, right now, on one fucking hand, write down how many validators actually spend time when they do a no vote or whatever. Uh, even like poker chewing turn and stuff, like when they do a yes vote, they'll always explain. Brown Brawl put a link to a PDF on their IFPS, like literally. I can fucking, on, on two hands, I can count out of hundreds and hundreds of validators when they vote on chain, who actually makes a statement and says, this is why we did this. Like, literally, it's always, you always need to go to the transaction, you need to check the memo and literally got Strange Love, Inclusion, SG one all the big guys never, ever do a memo. But I'll tell you what, bro and bro, bro Porker Chew, I can give you all the validators that always leave a fucking memo. And that can be an explanation or it can be a link to like an explanation on the cloud. But like at least they fucking do that. At least they're giving some like justification of like, hey, you know, you validate us, but at least this is our reasoning for voting like this. It's up to you what you do. That gains massive respect for me. I think this is really overlooked. It just like we look at validators and they're like, yes, no. Uh, no, with veto, or didn't vote, right? Now I can look at the fucking well, memo. Like, most of this is
1: overlooked because most of us don't care. Like,
5: <laughs> so, but, like but they, do, the, they, they do. They do. Certain validators do care, and that's why they go to the bother of doing that in the memo. And that's why those validators I pay attention to, and I think that's why I want to stake my money, my coins with those guys. Yeah, they don't have. To, I, I've got to be yeah. honest, Seppy. Listen, a validator doesn't have to be aligned with my viewpoint for me to valid uh, to delegate that. Uh, I think this is important for people to know. Is have to I, don't have to align. Ah, I don't have to align with certain governance decisions like for me to like keep my delegation with you. Yeah, you, you won't
1: you won't agree with everything anyway. Like
5: it, exactly I respect their objectivity more than anything. Sure. Ah, yeah.
1: yeah, we want to align with everything anyway. So it's kind of like you vote kind of plus or minus either way. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm think I'm I'm in the this boat that like I, I think like a change generally. Um, we know enough about blockchains, their inflation models and how the tokenomics and shit work, how the validators, the problems with centralizations, the problem with Sybil, the issues with like, you know, unnecessary chains and whatever, all this stuff is like well understood at this point. So to me, it's like, if you're going to create some new project, a new chain or something, I don't think you have to have like a bunch of voting on a bunch of shit. A lot of things should probably be immutable in all seriousness, like permanent and unchanging. And um, like, you know, that's a more interesting vibe to me, like, if I can get a developer to build the sort of project I want, um, it would probably just simply be a Cosmos sidechain. And these days, you don't even have to have the full validator set for you just see that robo, there's a new thing where it's like, you can do partial security. So if you only want, like, maybe 20 validators out of the Cosmos hub, you can use just 20. You don't have to use all of them if you don't want. So like, let's say you do have validators that participate more and like, know what they're doing. You could just use that for your particular chain. Isn't that cool? So then you can just pay like just the fees for that you don't even have to pay like, you know, just transaction fees pretty much and that runs the whole thing. Um, but yeah, like if you build a thing, like you could create something really simple now. And if you have a relatively small project, you can pretty much run it like relatively very cheap. And then, like, if it becomes gigantic and you need a bunch of like extra transaction speed and you need execution layer or whatever else, data availability layer or whatever, you can always move that chain to something afterwards and migrate it. But that's kind of the thing the next, now.
5: The next stage, bro, the next stage is uh, mesh, right? So, like, <laughs> we're going to see just what this is going to do on the, uh, the ICS uh, impact level. But, dude, so I think I, I mean, I don't want to make an announcement or chill in your space. I'm not that guy, you know, but. So rack FM uh, and rack FM blah blah blah. We are uh, about to start running nodes. So we're going to start off very small, very carefully, very like cleverly. Uh, we're getting equipment shipped in right now. Like we're going to do this, like properly. But I hope, like anybody that knows us, you know, uh, if you have got staked. Uh, so June stars. Uh, Wait, what's yeah. the
1: purpose of all this? Does it make money or something or what? Like what
5: is it? Well, I mean it's gonna help fund what we're trying to do. Like we're trying to build a media empire, you know? Like like we're trying to like we we're not shy about what we're trying to do. I mean Bruce's down there, I'll tell you what work's going on behind the scenes. Everybody.
1: But like uh, when, when you just described <laughs> nodes and whatever else, that sort of like generates
5: revenue somehow. Yeah, but like like revenue we can like give back to the community and stuff like that. Like like we're gonna mm-hmm. do like funds, like we're gonna make it fun, bro, but you know i mean juno she asked me it needs a rack fm DAO node this is like a dow run validator by the way so like it'll all be run by the dow the whole thing will be subject to the DAO, and yeah there'll be delegated their uh, responsibilities and roles with certain things in regards to like signing blocks blah blah exactly the same as dow dow function as a DAO run validator they're on quite a uh, number of active sets but there's absolutely no reason at this point see Rack Supply, not Rack FM. The actual like Rack dot Bed, Rack dot Supply. The actual project. They haven't got time to do this shit, right? But they would love to, and they're willing to get behind us. And then saws so a few other people are like. This is like something where it's not us that have had this idea. It's other people saying, "Why aren't you running a community noise? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, we'll help you. We'll coach you. So, like, you've just got to get the equipment, get it on site, you know." It's got to be bare metal, blah, 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 but yeah, bro, it's happening. I mean, there are certain events that's happened in the last few weeks. It's helped to facilitate and accelerate this. I wouldn't Mm. lie about that, but like it's happening anyway Hmm.
1: for network. I wanted to see if Soy is available. He's down audience right now and if he's available to chat, I wanted to ask a couple of questions like what kind of things are uh, coming to Neutron
5: and stuff like, Dude, fresh, I'm wondering what the neutron, I'm, I'm wondering in the inside circle, I'm wondering what the neutron uh, discussion is about mesh. So like, I haven't really heard a lot from, uh, maybe I've missed the spaces from but speed. How would benefit or them though?
1: The, the neutron mm. is already like a Cosmos side chain. Like,
5: no, I'm not on about benefit. Be I'm, I'm on about negatively impacting, actually. Not benefiting, I'm talking about the yeah, reverse. Negatively how though? That's what I would like to speak about. I I don't think
1: any of those things matter for, like, any individual chain. Like, today, like, if you look at 2024 and you look at, like, Cosmos chains, nobody's suffering from lack of infrastructure. That is not the problem at all. Like, the the primary thing that, like, most chains would benefit from is users and interesting things to do on those chains. Um, And there is a fair amount of replication of things on chains like DEXs and whatever um random shit coins that you know do vague functions like you know staking modifications and things like this like mostly just like minuscule things that don't do very much. Um and I think like uh some of the cross-chain stuff is interesting. Like if you have enterprise DAO or warp protocol or DAO DAO or you have these types of things and you're able to sort of do interesting cross-chain um like applications uh people enjoy of course perps trading and these kinds of things so that's a popular thing um that brings sort of activity to a blockchain uh people like um well clearly more than anything on blockchains people want to make money on them um and that's mainly like
5: one person take money from another person i i fun- would never Steffi, i would never want to start Dow wars but i've got to be honest with you listen hmm. down Dow, Dow, Dow war that- no no i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to start dow wars but what i'm going to say to you right now is is that like dow, dow at the moment versus enterprise it's like dealing with a toddler versus dealing with like a mature adult on the way to like university at like 18 19 years old like like the difference between enterprise Dow and Dow, dow is just like and i've been we've got like what 60 odd props now that's like we've been doing this for a year it's not like we're coming now, like. I'm not sure what you mean. Which one do you like better? Enterprise Dow's just got nothing on fucking Dow Dow. Like, like Dow okay. Dow's background is just like supreme in fucking every single fucking way you can imagine. Like what I, you can do with Dow Dow. The Dao problem
1: Dao. With, the problem currently with like uh, on Juno is like no matter what else you want to do, the the my core problem on Juno was it just got no decent decks.
5: Why are you mentioning Juno? I don't know. Yeah. Because Dow Dow is like a Stargaze, a Neutron, Osmosis, okay. Megaloo, so um, Dow Dow's not a multiple now. Dow oh, is everywhere. I okay. oh, do we, We've got now we've got uh, on our on our Dow. So like FM Dow, just like we we cross-chain Dow's. We've now got Juno, uh, Osmosis, Stargaze, Tara and Migaloo. Because uh, you can't create a new Dow in a minute, I think. Right. So does it is it, so you're able to do kind of like an interesting cross-chain treasury and things like that like oh it- dude you can do you can do fucking all sorts so when we finish with stargaze with this next ep bear in mind we're on track three track four's done when once it drops we're going to move to uh megaloo and Terra. we're going to do uh, ep three and four for finn and it's already hooked up like dude necropolis like we can literally just like we've done today dude we are creating collections like through the DAO. So everything that I've done today, I had to go to governance across six people. Obviously, it's a four six multi-sig. So when we got the four, we could execute. But bro, it's like Sophie, this shit is fucking insane. Dow DAO. It's a dude. It's one of the best apps in crypto right now to go and fuck around and learn about like governance and how on chain fucking data actually works. I'm telling you, like I'd be t- if I had kids right now, I'll be fucking teaching them Dow Dow me. I'll be saying, Have you seen this shit? Come and have a look, son. Because what you can do, Sefi, is phenomenal, man, bro. In regards to like cross chain stuff and like that now, it's exceptional, mate. Isn't that what we waited though for, um, Sefi, Haven't we been we waiting for it? Like, so it has like token factory and all those kind of things too, pretty much? Yep. Yep. Oh, it's all, it's all token factory built in now. Yeah, it's our standard. Yeah. Dude, I uh, changed from CW20s to token factory a while ago. Bro, I mean, I can, I can literally now. I'm trying to get Jake on actually for a big, big spear, big update spare soon. I could talk mm. about fucking twenty fucking features that these cons have got on this right now. The way you can create the app and go into the create the app, me as an individual can go in and be the like the DAO wallet. But then it has to go to governance, obviously, because there's just me on the multi-sig, right? We could all Z it out through yeah, a red. So uh, so I'm just looking at it right now.
1: Like so you go to dao dao.zone uh, if anyone's like interested. You can basically add an image, a little picture for your DAO, give it a name, give it a description, and then you can ha- um, it gives you like three main sort of like categories. One is a membership DAO, which is basically just a multi-sig with voting and such. So the second one is and the membership is by invitation on that. And then they have one called NFT-based DAO. So you stake, membership is by staking NFTs. And then the third is a token-based DAO. Um, so you can like create a new token.
5: So I'm gonna go in here. Because because Sefi, because logically there's only three, like literally you cannot think of any other membership system in a decentralized environment like this with blockchain other than either a multi sig with trusted members, either a token based DAO, but then again, someone has to be responsible for that distribution, or an NFT based DAO. The NFTs can be issued or can have been bought through a platform. But if anyone can tell me another avenue of a membership DAO, I'm, I'm all ears because they're the only three that I know of anyway.
1: Yeah, so let's like create the SEP token here.
5: Um <laughs> we're doing this, oh, we're doing this, Sefi, live. I'm just, going
1: in, I'm just playing on here. There's like so you create a token or use an existing token. You can create a symbol and a name. You decide the token supply. So in this case, it def- it has a default of 10 million.
5: Um so, okay. so Sefi, can I can I come in here? What a lot of people are not going to realise is that people need to understand governance, right? When you issue the token, you're going to issue a certain supply to members at the beginning. Right. Like, what people need to realize is there needs to be a balance between what is issued and what is staked, and who and how they can, like, take over a DAO. Like, that, what you're talking about right now, if you're creating a token based DAO, because a multi second NFT DAO, you've got no worries about this, but a token based DAO, they require the ultimate fucking level of caution because you can fuck it up. You can get locked out of your own DAO or sub DAO yeah well, the, the thing is like
1: you'll have um uh, so there's an initial token distribution. I'm just looking at this, so you like set what percentage of this will be in the treasury versus what percentage of it will be um uh like so you can set ninety percent goes in the treasury and ten percent will be in circulation, for example Correct. you Correct. could go cool. some different levels of so you have like different levels of members, core contributors. Uh, percentage of token supply. So core contributor might be like, you know, 1% each or something or whatever it is. Um, and then you have
5: like... Go, go, uh, yeah, 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 you're totally correct. So Rack FM, six people, we want to get the pleb token out. We're going to reward people who uh, who have got the EP by buying all four singles, you stake your EP, then we're going to airdrop the other token. So 10 million supply, 10% goes to the rack people in the DAO, the six people, right? 10%, yeah, Two, uh, uh, sorry, 12%, 2% each, right? Oh, sorry, sorry, no, it's not 10% between them. But what does that mean? It means before there's a token distribution, we can take voting rights. Then we can go and like stake a certain amount, like in the DAO, so therefore, we're not going to get like overwritten. Like, you need to build the barriers. Like, Cephi. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you you may, need to make sure with this that there's no attack vector with this talk because it can happen yeah, very quickly, very easily.
1: Of course, of course, yeah. So, like, um, yeah, because obviously, like, um, the the functions of the DAO are based on who has what tokens and whatnot. I'm just sort of playing with the system here to see what DowDow Dow does now because I haven't played it in a long time. Can so I, yeah, you put in yeah. like, so your core contributors, For- you can put in as many members as you'd like. You can put their member addresses in and that becomes your sort of like team or whatever. Um, and then like you can distribute a certain amount to each of those folks and then have some in the treasury. And yeah, like as long as you have more um, tokens like uh, held in in um, by core members than it is from like, general public obviously it's not that easy to take over the network or whatever but yeah Yeah, either way like from a test from a test perspective you can just play around in here and just try different tactics it doesn't really matter whether you love this
5: thing or not please please. you know what's very important you know very important sorry very quickly you need to be staked to vote you need to be staked to put a prop so okay. this is the thing. separates like with yeah, yeah yeah this is the thing is like the staking becomes massively fucking important the ratios and everything because you can't do anything on chain with on chain governance which is executed automatically right guys with via a smart contract right so like therefore it all boils down to like right who can stake what when what are the periods. Like what, like level of like voting do they get? And also what's very important, Sifi, is creating this. We've got a a DAO veto, which again, I'll talk about later because I can see uh, your man say Pedro. Sorry, dude. Sorry. I
3: don't understand what the point of having a DAO is when the people can't actually vote against what the, I know, the tyrannical, I know creators actually. Oh, yeah. Well, you could. That's the, that's the thing. It's meant to be a. It's meant to be a democracy. I can understand. No, 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 that no, no, that no, You, mean, just, you can stag- whatever stag- 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 uh, stag- stag- stag-
5: you want. stagger it. You stagger it. bro. stagger Sorry, no, don't know.
3: Please just let me finish. There needs to obviously be a mechanism to be able to prevent somebody uh, taking it over maliciously, and that's that's fair enough. To be able to have a complete dominance over the DAO, it just, it, does that not completely. Pedro, you, you weren't paying attention to what, thing, you weren't paying attention the to the
1: doubt. first half of what I was going through. So if you go to the actual site, you can do a pure membership DAO as well, which means just like you don't have tokens or anything. Like if you just have a group, you have a club of people, and let's say you have a company and you just want to vote on shit like from time to time. You can basically finish up on-chain voting using just a simple membership DAO. Let's say you have an LLC, you have five members, each of them have a specific percentage of the company. Like I have a company that has that. I could use the just the simple membership DAO. You don't need tokens or any of that shit. Um, there's also an NFT-based DAO. This is like different. So you can create any sort of strategy you would like. If you want to have like all of the folks uh, be community members, I suppose you could. But then like, how do you control DAO parameters? And whatnot. So, like, there's different things you can do to your future token supply as well. Like, just because you get owners getting tokens now, if you want to give up control of the entire thing to some group, you can do whatever you want. So, the point is, it's flexible depending on the type of governance you need for the company or project that you care about. It's this has nothing to do with like general blockchain governance or anything. This is you can build it however you like for whatever your purpose is. Does that make sense? Like,
3: this is not it, like it does, it does, but it this has nothing to do with democracy a DAO, or anything. a, a yeah. Dow in principle everybody kind of expects that every single person that has a token has a vote. That's yeah, that's basically that. what a Dow represents. And to be able to uh, to be able to have that complete veto and well, let's know. be it let's just... be fair,
1: Pedro. Number one, most DAOs are not decentralized. They're not autonomous, and they're not organized. <laughs> like the entire oh, concept. The word DAO means almost nothing. So one
3: hundred, one hundred percent. But mm-hmm. that is the purpose of having a DAO, and that's why we had the uh, the wars and uh, what uh, uh, I don't know, Ave, and all that sort of bullshit. That's why. They had the wars because people bought up curve curve wars, yeah curve yeah Uh, yeah Uh, it's all the ether sort of shit. Um, I never got into that sort of sort of thing, but it just.
1: No, you, know. you would not.
5: So you let me take this one. So let me take this one because the guy's talking about the curve wars and like I've never heard any like as much nonsense in my fucking life. Bro, no, Pedro,
1: Pedro, this system it's, first of all is Dow is made so that
5: you personally and
1: you and your buddies can form a small group and an organization if you feel like it. That's all. Yeah, we're talking but he's about not here. getting it's with not
5: the program. program heavy mm-hmm. wait a minute, wait. He's talking about curve wars. Dude, there's no doubt tooling anywhere else except where we are. I don't even know what you're talking about. Do you even know what Dow Tooling is? I didn't think you do, Pedro. I'll didn't worry, I'll give you a course tomorrow for free. But like, bro, come over in my world, spend a couple hours with me, we'll have a chat on Discord, and I'm I can change your fucking mind because I get where you're coming from. You're coming from the world where like Dow really does mean nothing. We're coming from the new world, bro. The new world order of like DAOs are actually yeah, and like I I, wait, I agree with you. The D, the D doesn't mean decentralized. You know what the D means? We've got a DAO. I've got seventy props up. D means delegated. DAOs are all about delegated responsibility. Delegate See, our DAO said, Robo, we can trust you with all our staking needs. What did they do? They give me all the Z, right? They give me the fucking sub DAO. I control all of our DAO staking. That's what a fucking DAO is, bro. That's where the fucking D is. <laughs> it is delegated. Like, so
3: that, that not is completely opposite to what I view as a DAO.
1: Yeah, you you like a DAO can be anything you want it to be. Um, fundamentally, it's, forget about what you think you know. It doesn't matter. Like the, the and bottom dude, line is, I
3: will, yeah, it yeah, Like for I'll, example, if you I'd hire me to pick you up on the uh, Discord, just to yeah. I'll give an example so you can um we can talk uh genuinely about it. Yeah without, yeah. Hold on. Let, yeah let's just
1: give some examples
3: pedro because yeah. you're
1: just talking about nothing essentially at this point and audience is getting bored. So the basically bottom line is here like if you use an uh, app like Dowdow uh you have the basic ability to create an organization on a uh with recorded uh voting and recorded governance and token supply or whatever it is recorded on blockchain that's the first thing that you have cap- capability to do here Are you now
3: talking about a company in a crypto world? yeah no a company period no any company yeah. yeah that's exactly what you're talking about it, yes yeah. yeah
1: so but i'm not sure what the what your concern is so You can create any kind of structure you feel like it. If you want a dictatorship where like I create a coin, I have all the tokens and I periodically want to distribute tokens to people whenever I feel like it, then I can do that. If I want to have like a group of five people and they share 20% of the like ownership of the thing and I want to make it even, that's another thing. If like I'm the one that built this thing and the only people that like, let's say for example, people want to, um, they like my trading strategies or something like they like when I buy and sell things, they think that I can make money. I could theoretically create a DAO that's purely like almost a hedge fund in a sense. And the assets within that fund, and maybe Pedro, you're not interested in Robo's opinion about trading, you only want like my opinion. So you don't want a DAO in that sense, you just simply want like a dictator to do like a hedge fund manager, right? So there are organizations that require only one person and then that but you still get the benefit of having that one person's Data and transactions being recorded on chain. So there's an honesty to that. um And then on the other hand, you might have like a general democracy, right? Like where you have tokens to vote on all sorts of shit. Um, and then the problem becomes how do you distribute those tokens evenly? Like let's say a newcomer comes to your DAO. How many tokens are you going to give that person exactly? The same as everybody else or less? Or do they have to buy them? Or like how? So distribution is a complicated thing as well. It's not like, so in the like, um, if you're talking about like a country, It's like one token, one vote, but the problem is in blockchain there is no such thing as one token, one vote. Um, I mean, there's not like a one person, one vote. I'm sorry, because there's no KYC. Like, there's no way for me to prove that you didn't get five separate wallets and now you're five different members. So, like, there is a certain unfairness to any kind of blockchain-based voting because there's no like, there's no way to control how many times you can vote. That's called a Sybil attack, and nobody solved that problem outside of creating KYC. So. I think the problem is like generally democracy in this type of system, like in crypto just simply does not work, period. Like nobody has invented a system that does without you having to like scan your eyeball or something somewhere, like WorldCoin or some shit where you have KYC. So outside of that, there is no democracy in this space. Like if you go to any blockchain, almost all are centralized in governance, centralized in validator sets, centralized in like teams, centralized in like, token distribution you name it very few things are really decentralized in crypto i would say um so like that ideal world's not happening anytime soon
3: so in terms of dao you don't mean the actual proper i don't know original idea of a dao well the original idea of a dao would require essentially
1: an ai and robots running the thing because decentralized autonomous autonomous means the organization does not actually require humans to essentially run either.
3: No, it requires everybody to have an equal vote to be able to, whoever has.
1: No, it doesn't. Uh, no, you're wrong. It is simply not true. It can be any combination. I disagree. Of, it can be any co- combination. Dude, of you are so
5: you wrong. Each you're simply each, wrong. Oh, my God. I know what I'm talking wrong. about here. Like. He's yeah. so, sorry, Milo, Milo, you are so fuck, uh, Sorry, Pedro, you are so wrong, bro. You are so far off the reservation right now. I can't even begin to tell you, bro. Give me, give me an hour on Discord, and I'm, I'll change your mind. I'll swear. To God. Well, you don't have to go
1: You can simply go on Dowdown, make, try some different, create your own. Like you just go push a few buttons. It's free almost. Like there's nothing to it really. So like just go on there, play, and see what kind of things you can produce. You could have NFT based dows. They created three categories so far a membership DAO, NFT-based DAO, and a token-based. And if you wanna spin up a token for some purpose, well then do it. If you don't think that you know anybody wants your token or wants to join your program, that you don't need one. But like a good example of how I could make this useful is I have a corporation, um, like in real life, that corporation requires like reporting about things like corporate updates every quarter or every year. And there's like state requirements for this sort of thing. So if I use this thing, I can simply create the exact same voting percentages by doing a membership DAO. I can just simply create like, okay, I own 28%, you know, my colleague owns 25%, another colleague owns 25% and somebody else owns 10 and 10 or whatever it is. So you can add all the percentages up and you can basically like uh, create a, you can duplicate essentially what is a LLC based structure on here and like you can record all of the votes that you're making for any kind of like corporate proposals and things right in the system so you could run a homeowners association on this you could run a uh your own personal corporation on this you could run a crypto based i don't know like nft collection think,
5: think third world think third world farmers circumventing yeah. circumventing government legislation like third world farmers is the greatest example ever
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of different like uh, tooling necessary for just like managing groups of people, um, voting on different things. But there's nothing about a DAO that has to be necessarily like, let's say, for example, it has to be pure democracy or pure, you know, capitalistic or pure socialistic or some political. You can you can inject whatever political or tokenomics philosophy you want to this thing. Like whatever you want. Like you could hand all the coins to the community. But then the problem Robo is talking about is let's say you did this. What if like one dude goes on a DEX and buys enough coins to take over all the voting? It's still not going to be um it, like how is this gonna be a democracy at that point, right? So that's what he's trying to point out. Like you have to be careful how much control you want to give to who and for what reasons. And every organization is different in this regard. Like there's certain, like for example. If I'm the primary lead um, investor in a corporation and I want to own fifty one percent of the company because I put in ten million dollars into the company and the other investors put in five hundred thousand dollars, they sure as fuck isn't going to get it be a democracy. Like it's gonna be like you can be an investor in this thing. you can get a partial um, like partial ownership in the company, but you're not going to be running the thing, and I may appreciate your votes, and I might use them to help my vote. But that doesn't mean, like, my vote won't override anything else. So if you're a 51% owner in a company, for example, that's a Yeah, Steffi,
5: right? Steffi, can I, can I just come in here? You have yeah. to be aware of human nature, right? And listen, whatever, no matter what you think of people, blah, 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 you know, relatives have killed relatives. You need to assume that, like, it's a, that don't trust verify, right? How can you verify shit uh, through on-chain governance, essentially, right? It's but it's like, how do you get to that point where you allow the on-chain governance to be able to take place? Like you can't just throw every dog a bone. That's not how this works if you're actually going to run a sustainable business. So there is there is a little bit difference between the sustainable business side and then just being like some random project where you didn't give a fuck. Like if you want to protect like your user base and blah blah blah, then there does need to be some element, but it's a trickle-down thing, isn't it? Like Governments can be incremental. You can start out where the founders of the project do have that particular, like, you know, voting thing. But then you see votes that are in the, like, uh, in the, what's the word I'm looking for again? In the need of the, in the benefit of the community. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, then they did, Okay. They've brought all these other people. In. Like, it, 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 it banned the the, the
1: the other thing, too, is Robo, like, something special about crypto DAOs is that, Okay, so if you talk about like a real world uh, system, say, for example, I vote on, let's say everybody in the DAO votes that uh, Robo needs to like um, design a new NFT project and everyone votes, yes, we want Robo to design it. Right. And um, his art skill is amazing, whatever. And we're going to have him do it. You could do a vote, but that on-chain vote does not result in Robo actually doing anything. Robo physically has to do that shit right so this doesn't guarantee anything when you're talking about a DAO, on a you usually use it not for just routine voting you use it where a vote actually changes something permanently within like an actual electronic system so for example uh if you have a governance vote on cosmos to lower the inflation rate then when the government's government's vote goes through then the parameter change is automatic. It's literally coded, hard-coded in to where if the vote passes, it automatically goes. Someone, knows, someone doesn't have to show up with a multisig, do any manual work. On the other hand, let's say you're now, in an... Exactly
5: a... We have exactly, a hard-coded NFT project today, right, mm-hmm. into the blockchain. So basically, guys, if the team, I'm one of six on the multisig, if the team didn't want to go ahead with the NFT project, they would have just voted it down, like... The NFT project could not launch unless we had a, a four of six to execute. Like, it's like, dude, the very fact that you've got like this oversight committee, like is insanely yeah. cool. for so crypto. The, so
1: the membership DAO would be something like, let's say Kujira Council, right? Kujira has like a five person council and they help to make decisions for the community. And then like they bring proposals to the community. But let's say within the council, they want to vote on something. They could use something like Membership DAO as an example to just take care of like recording votes somewhere. Um, and that's not in the general governance section of Kujira, right? It's just this is a separate app that you use just for this within the, within the group to make sure that everyone's had a chance to vote. It's recorded somewhere. And if someone wants to see a history of the voting pattern it's immutable so they can come there and look and they go, oh look, here's our voting pattern for the past five years. So a membership DAO would be something like that where like you're not trying to to have the vote create an on-chain action. Let's take a different example. Let's say like, let's say you had a DAO and it has a bunch of treasury tokens in it, right? Like let's say it has tokens like for example, Ethereum or it has like Kujira in it and it has maybe some staking yield or whatever and you say we're going to vote on a on-chain process which is we're going to claim our kujira staking rewards and we're going to take those staking rewards and we're going to buy um, like we're going to uh, we're going to be on an automated system and it's going to buy some juno tokens right something like that so if all of it happens on-chain where you click a button and everyone votes and automatically the thing you know kujira gets sold and juno gets purchased then that would be sort of like the automation side of sort of like, you know, the autonomous sort of um, organization such that once you have a treasury going on, all of the things can be done by voting. And it's like, there's no central agent required necessarily to do all of these tasks. Now, even then there's like certain levels of centralization because like a five person multi-sig is very different from a community vote that requires like a token structure or something. Um, Or like, um, you know, let's say like, um, what happens if, um, I come up with a proposal and it's to sell and do this, this, and this, um, people believe me cause I know how to trade tokens and shit, but they don't believe the community. Otherwise, like you're just going to get average results. So then you could do things like I create the parameter and the process that's going to happen. And then the community can vote on that actual process happening Wh- where you're going to get more interesting things happening is like with Andromeda coming and some of these other things you'd be able to auto- automate like really interesting processes like for example if the price of kujira goes to $10 um we as a dao would like to sell that and move it into you know axlar or usdc or some shit and we only want to you know we want to leave that in the treasury earning yield over here on this protocol right or something like that so you could create like interesting um like almost it, you can imagine it behaving like a hedge fund of sorts. Well, would be
5: well, another case. You, we've got it. We we haven't got an exact case, but pretty close. So, tank, maneki ones. Let's look at that, right? And let's like take that as a use case and, and say by that, the way, the don't use terms that nobody spell. in the audience uses. They lose their mind because, well, like, so ta- what's a Maneki one? What
1: are you talking about? Ta- like, ta- ta- you have to tank say is, everything in the extensive clarity. Okay. Like, Tank Tank is a
5: community member. Tank is a a very valued community member that uh, was uh, very early with Stargaze, released an NFT collection called Manekis, the cats. But they were very expensive. Uh, They raised like a lot of money. Now, all the money went into investment, running like uh, nodes on, uh, fuck, I forgot what it's called. I'll I'll remember in a minute. Uh, You all know this one, the gaming project. Like, so think about this, yeah? Tank could start the the DAO off, and it's an NFT DAO. So the people that buy the NFT become the members. Tank puts a prop up to say, hey, guys, I'd like them. I mean, this is what happened without the DAO situation, by the way, guys, right? So I just want everyone to know this has already happened without the DAO framework. Put it into the DAO framework, and it really makes a lot of sense. Tank could have released that NFT collection, which has already happened, it could have went the Dow, right? You, you, you buy your NFT, you have to stake it in the Dow to have like governance rights, right? Over the Treasury. Tank puts a prop up and says, guys, you know, you bought this NFT, you trust me. I'm going to create the sub-Dow. It's the investment sub-Dow. Give me all, all Z, which is like, you know, the authorization that you need to like perform actions as a sub-Dow on behalf of a, like a parent Dow. So the parent Dow says, yes, you as a sub-Dow can perform these actions, whether it's stake and blah, blah, whatever, without the permission So, like them. They've given me permission to do a lot of things as one entity, not six. Right. I don't have to run the governance every time I yeah, want to do like. Things can be things, done so. with like,
1: it's the exactly. same thing in the corporation. Like, for example, there's exactly. one thing I can do without asking for like a vote from the community and then like some things that are substantial enough. Like, let's say we're selling off a building then like that needs to get a serious vote, right? So but
5: but but Sefie, but Sefi, the, the, the parent DAO that's the NFT DAO that everyone is a member of has the right to revoke tanks access or authorization sure. at any time by governance. You understand what I mean? Is that sure. oversight so, committee?
1: So all of these things, the fact that all these mechanisms can be hard coded into a DAP and then the final results of all these things can be linked to a like Ledger and be kept on record, that's pretty much what DAO tooling allows for. Previously, if you had to do all this shit, you would have to have like a coder build all of this stuff just for your particular organization in crypto. Whereas now the beauty is you can go and hit the create button and make your own coin, make your own DAO and make as many different varieties of DAO as you feel like you want. Um, And you can experiment with it. And that's what's amazing about uh, DowDow and even to a lesser extent, enterprise, similar concepts. Definitely. And then like you can tie to this, some of the interesting things coming out, like for example, Warp protocol, which is like terra which allows you to automate certain things. Like for example, let's say Bruce uh, finishes some task. He produced some task um, and everybody agrees that the task was done to our satisfaction. You can have cash already stuck in a like, vault sort of by via multi-sig and that cash is only released once certain objectives are met so bruce does 20 of the work he gets 20 of the fee uh, the money the next 20 of the work you get the next 20 percent of the money and like if that could be proven on chain it's even better because then you can make it automated um and then andromeda which is another protocol on, in the cosmos that's coming out have allows you to so like
5: do you interesting the like- have, you, have you seen the vesting contract on uh on dowdow Dow, Dow, or not the uh, no but yeah oh. i get what you're saying brother have so, got three different types of uh of vesting and retro, retro retroactive payment contracts like oh there you so go yeah we we our plan our next plan to like again battle test this and prove it in real real term yeah real time our next thing is to be able to set up like a recurring payment system from beta the artist i mean Savit, yeah. i didn't want to interrupt uh, but bruce is here So, like, I'm
1: just providing like really cogent examples of how a company would use something like this. So, for example, let's say me as the hedge fund manager is like performing properly, and or like the like I'm supposed to get paid. Let's say three percent of the revenue from staking, or whatever the revenue comes from trading, um, whatever, like the profits that's supposed to go to me as the hedge fund manager. Let's say you could create things like that with tooling. Um, if it's robust enough. And um, so Dao, DAO Enterprise, uh, what they're trying to do with these various platforms is they're trying to do all of these things that you would normally use to run a corporation, run a blockchain organization, handle blockchain assets, handle on-chain actions like trades and things, and try to bring that all into sort of like one sort of house where you can run what more or less would be a corporation or a hedge fund or something along those lines, and just so people understand what what it is we're actually getting at here, because like the average user here doesn't care about our individual projects. What they want to know is like, okay, wait a minute, that's interesting. Maybe I could use something like that for my company or whatever. And I think that's like more broadly like what I'm trying to say here. But yeah, Bruce. Uh, so
3: it's, say? so it's one hundred percent just bringing tradfi into crypto, just. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like uh,
1: human organizations, like you know, whatever they, whatever sorts of organizations you have.
5: Yeah, of course. It yeah, is, you, can uh, of, you, you can theory. think of you can think of like organisms. Yeah. they're like they're like organisms. Once a DAO starts, right, it becomes its own like perpetual like thing. I mean, I did mention Bruce, and thanks for Sepi for bringing him in. But Bruce actually went through like quite a rough time. I feel a bit sorry for him and Brasco because they had to go through like a, a DAO membership change and it was a bit awkward for me. So just to let everybody know, a year ago, we started rack FM DAO, like six original members. And we had like a little bit of an issue an internal dispute, you know, and a great example of like how DAOs work and how efficient they can be. Yeah. Is that like, I took the plunge and I'm like, if I don't do it, no one else will. And i put a prop up to get rid of two members and bring in two new members at the same time on the same prop now very big prop you've got to think that you know these two members obviously you're gonna go or no veto the six on the multi-sig for them and one, one of them regretted it afterwards and did have some comments but hey they still voted you know four people bang went yes right let's change these two members for these two members and that's when Bruce came into the doubt. So, I mean, well,
1: if, if everyone in human race agreed on everything, you wouldn't have to have voting at all, right? So clearly, these systems are meant to sort of like deal with decisions, disagreements, agreements, whatever they may be. And, and the interesting thing yeah. about them being on blockchain is that it's recorded on a ledger, and you don't have to have a separate sort of like
5: recording strategy to keep all this track of all this yeah, shit. Yeah, when, when I put the prop up, the prop was my opinion. Because the prop is hard coded, like you said, into the chain, right, and into the network. So that prop is is not a prop is not an opinion. Like that's the interesting thing. So I mean, Bruce is here. Bruce being talking about like
1: once it passes, those two members get kicked, and the new members get yes. added. Part of the correct, correct. Like it's all hard coded. Uh, yeah. You can actually, immutable, right? Immutable so these changes. You can actually changes to the DAO. You can make a vote, and then it will all those new transactions will go into place for example the new members wallets will be added the older members wallets will be removed etc etc like so the but when we say autonomous like you know or automated it's like how much of this is like how much software
5: is in there to do all these cool things right well, that's um, why i posted that that's why i posted the space so guys i've only put part 1 and honestly like pedro you should go and listen to this uh, there's part 1 and part 2 last like april we were on like a five hour DAO summit we had like function we had like a jig and all them all i mean we had fucking, about 10 DAO projects on and one of the first questions we asked was like D A O like D A O. what exactly does that mean yeah like a lot of the convo DAO is an ac- DAO must be the worst acronym ever invented. I didn't want to go on about this because right? there's other things yeah, to talk they're not, about. But... They're
1: not decentralized, not. autonomous or generally even organized. Not yeah, at that's all. That's
5: kind my of joke. I, like, not at all.
1: I would say that what this is is basically governance software.
5: Dude, it's de- wait, like wait, the, the only ways that DAO, DAOs will succeed is by the D, <laughs> meaning delegated. So like, I can't hustle five people, right, to claim rewards and restake in a fucking DAO. Ambedo, like to, to put a new piece of artwork on Chin, doesn't want to bug five people. We know he's good enough. Can't we delegate the responsibility of to Ambedo, to me, to Bruce, exactly to do these like mundane. That's where governance fatigue. And like, this is you know, where... I I think too is like. Remember, every,
1: every superstructure you create of complexity requires even more sort of software development to make it. So an example here, like delegating, a good example of this is just simply like delegated representative government. Like you go and vote for a congressman to go and vote on your behalf in Congress, because if you had to pay attention to every law and everything that's going to be happening, um, you don't have the resources an individual. Imagine all of the citizens of America showing up in a building somewhere, uh, you know, or like, you know, over some phone conversation. And everyone's trying to yell at each other and trying to vote for something. Nothing ever happens. So, delegation for, to representatives is sort of like part of sort of human governance. And the cons- the concept there is like general democracy just simply doesn't work. Like if you have a million people in a room somewhere all voting on something, like you know, does any, do any of those people think, actually know what's
5: going on? you free alpha? I'll give you free alpha because we've got to bring Bruce Mann in. Man, he's me wingman, but I'll give you free alpha so zk uh and zk creds and there's some other stuff like with mesh and that like now we are say rack fm we're a dow of six people like people on the dow now vote and i can see how they voted very fucking shortly i won't be able to see that and i think that is fucking awesome i think yeah, that level yeah, of like yeah, the, it's a good point. Like the ability
1: to do silent votes helps in some situations. Oh, it's and, coming uh, yeah, very privacy, soon. Privacy voting does make sense, especially if like something might be controversial and you don't want to be the guy like that uh, nobody likes because you voted
5: a certain way. So yeah, privacy does matter as well. You know, you know as a game changer, Dao Dao were the first people to introduce uh, multiple choice voting on chain, like uh, by, via governance. Which is it? because you've only ever had yes, no, uh, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Owed, yeah, Interesting. like, yeah. oh, dude, the very fact that like I uh, read Bruce. I mean, Bruce, I'm going to be honest here because this is like, it has turned into a DAO space. But Bruce, I made a prop and brought year into a Dow when I was kicking like two members out at the same time. How did that make you feel? Or like, what was the what was your crash landing, Bruce?
7: Well, it's it's like an awkward way to enter the space, I would say. And like sitting in the DAO, being a member of the DAO, and the reason Trump is just them being voted out and you being voted in. That's well, kind of awkward. Fact,
5: the, the very fact that four people said, yes, this is the right decision, did that give you any trepidation? A law was awkward. You must have gone, well, fucking hell, four out of four said yes. So like, you know. I've got to listen to people. Yeah, of course you. Are.
7: Of course, I was surrounded by people that all said yes and change. So, it it wasn't like I didn't feel welcome at all. It was more because like the people who were voted voted out was people I, I know that I talk to on a regular basis.
4: Yeah, Bruce still. So yeah, the awkward. social
7: thing was awkward.
4: <laughs> well,
1: I mean, so this all, is this is part of the reason why, like, sometimes tokenized anonymous organizations you know, makes sense for certain types of applications and other types of applications. You have to have a human touch because you have to actually talk to everybody involved because you have to produce something. So if you're all like singing a song and creating an NFT together, well, uh, you know, well, obviously, like that requires actual human to human collaboration. And so that's a different type of organization, whereas something that's uh, you know, like, like purely anonymous, like, you know, the, the, uh, you know, all the miners on a Bitcoin network, for example, that's a different thing. So, like, every, like... Well,
5: well, Sefi, I know
1: you're saying that.
5: Listen, hear me out. Hear me out one second. Flatten me. These lot didn't know I was going to launch that proper day. I've been on testnet all week. I've been taught them. I was actually trying to do a different image. We need to go back the drawing board. It's not working with the metadata. And it's like, it's the one we wanted to launch with, by the way. And, like, I, I just got that pissed off today. When I cracked it on testnet, I'm like, Fuck it. I'm going to go in on the down. I'm going to do it. Fuck it. And I transferred the money up. the foot. It's like $50 or something for a, an OE mint and now on stars. They used to be like seven bucks when it was fuck all. But they haven't changed. They haven't got dynamic pricing, unfortunately. Anyway, I did it. And Bruce will tell you, none of them knew that they were going to wake up this morning and me be like, hey, guys, look at this. This is what I like. Excited little kid. But they all saw it. They all bought in. And it's like. Like, I can do that with a DAO. At least we have freedom of expression to, like, do something. And then the rest of the panel can make the judgment on whether they think it's right or wrong. And I love the fact that, like, DAOs, they're not stifling creativity. They might actually be inspiring it, but just in a different way that that we've been used to in the past, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, Like, I mean, any human group can do different things like as a group than individuals, and if, you know if you're just an individual doing some sort of interesting project, you don't need a DAO, obviously. Um, and not everything needs a DAO, like also, and not everything needs a corporation or LLC. So even in the even the private world, you have like different types of organizations for different purposes, and you just have to decide.
5: In like, your in your job, in your job, do you and your peers call each other or one another accountable? Do you? I bet you do. In the medical profession, I bet you and your peers. Like, yeah, how about there's date? different. Uh-huh. There's different
1: levels of things. There's like, a, you know, if adverse events happen, then there's kind of like peer review to see if like something was performed at the standard level. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of different sort of like work that needs to be done. Isn't but, uh, this peer
5: review? Isn't this peer review? Like I, I launched a collection to deal without really giving everyone the full details. Putting it through. Like, so isn't that peer review? Cause like if they reviewed it yeah. and they were like, no, then they're not going to, they're going to vote. No. Right.
1: Yeah. If it's, if it's, you yeah, have the systems robust enough to do all those cool things, um, where you can actually create the NFTs within the system. And on top of that, you can decide whether to release them or not and whatever. Yeah. It depends. Like, um, how many things do you want to actually vote on, and what you don't? Is that the main thing?
5: Um, you should start. A, you should start like an investment deal for a fucking fo- for a laugh for the culture. I'd stick thousand dollars in there, like, like slow, slow. Like tell everybody, like a slow burner. Hey, uh, uh, in ten years, you know, I'll give you a chunk on your money. Like I'd put a grand in easy. There's other people yeah, doing I, it, maybe.
1: Well, I think uh, to me, it's like what I what I would be interested in seeing from like. A financial DAO um, would be like you need some of the features that like Andromeda brings and you need some of the features that Warp Protocol has all in one. It's like in order to sort of automate trading bots and different things, it like might be, okay, I want, you know, a bot to do this particular series of things. It's a fairly complex set of software as well. Um, if you can bring that into a system where like, let's say you're the coin owner and um, the value of like the profit from that network somehow goes to the coin owner, for example, that would be, um, you know, like you might do it in an NFT DAO or something like, okay, we need like, you know, to make this worthwhile, I need 10 investors to buy this $10,000 NFT. And if you like, you know, and if these 10 people buy this $10,000 NFT, then like, you'll get the profits from those trades and, you know, you know, $100,000, a reasonable size bag to make doing all this worth it, right? Because if it's too small, it's like, wait, what do you, like, what's the point? Um, you know, because like, there's a lot of maybe work involved in the background, and it doesn't make sense if the scale is not sufficient, right? So, Depending on depending on the kind of structure you want to create for something like that, there's all sorts of ways to do it. If like your goal is to get as many outside funds as possible, you'd probably do more of a token DAO because you want to sort of like um, be able to sell as many tokens as you possibly can or something like that. Um, yeah, so there's just different ways to do this sort of thing um, depending on what kind of investors. And then there's some types of projects where you want like you need only 10 investors right now but in the future you might want to have like 100 more investors right so you could then like create 100 more nfts and they could get fractional um, portions and maybe their portion of the profits is only like is smaller because they're later in the game or something maybe their risk is lower or maybe you give them equal amounts whatever like the point is like the ability to do all this kind of cool stuff the governance part is one thing but for like financial systems, you need kind of like automated platforms to take care of the, the like trades and whatnot. So a strategy might be if let's say Kujira pumps 20% and I have a way to sort of measure that there's an Oracle system and everything else, then it's going to automatically sell that. And let's say, for example, there's a Delta. Juna is 20% down compared to Kujira. I wanted to automatically buy me some of that. You know, things of this nature become possible. Or let's say I have like atom that's staked. So all the initial investors, all that happened was their atom got staked. And then the staking yield from that atom could then be directed towards like specific investment thesis, like whichever coin in the cosmos is down the most, I want more of that one out of like, let's say, I don't know, Juna, Kajira and injective or something. And then it would sort of automatically do some some of those type of things. So, you know, like trading strategies and things of this nature, um, bot trading, whatever, requires a whole nother layer of software um to sort of implement all of that. So the Dow tooling part is like one piece of this. And it'd be interesting to see if like um in, in one way people have solved for this is like, let's say you create a um like trading vaults. Um, Nebula protocol and Terra was working on this before the crash, but like. There's a trading vault and all this stuff happens within the vault, but the coin for that vault, let's say it's the Cephi vault, and it's like, that's my trading strategy. It's named after me and it has my coin. If you own that, um, then you'll get the benefits in token value accrual from that particular vault when you go to cash it in, right? So you can do those kinds of things. Then the DAO could just simply own various coins, like it could own the Lucky coin and the Cephi coin and the Pedro coin and each of those has a different trading strategy associated with it and any DAOs within that eco like not just that dow but other DAOs, could own various levels of each of those coin if they feel like it so that allows like Dows to have diversified treasuries of basically what would amount to etf tokens um where like you know you know financialization of various strategies then like the dow can decide okay we're going to vote Are we're going to have, we, we want more lucky tokens or we want more stuffy tokens in this thing. And then you could vote for this kind of shit. Right. And it doesn't have to be a big group. It could be just a, like a trading friends. Like maybe there's 10 people that like to, you know, like invest together or something and like do research together and then like produce strategies. So the more type of tooling you have and the more tradable assets there are within an ecosystem, like the more interesting this becomes. So like with IBC assets and also liquid staked assets and whatnot, the the possibilities become much more interesting over time. So it's like there was a lot of cool shit that was about to come out on Terra right before the damn crash. And we would actually have most of the shit by now if it wasn't for the UST crash because a lot of developers got wrecked at that time. But a lot of this stuff was being like just about to come out. It's fucking depressing that like two, it basically delayed us two years to get a lot of these kind of t-
5: things I'm talking about. But it, really cool stuff. When when does the PTSD stop, Tepi? Come on, you need to give up on this, son. Figure, <laughs> no, you... no I'm, I'm just mean...
1: providing people context of what tech was <laughs> available then,
5: um, and
1: like what um what tech was available and like what kind of setbacks there were as far as like uh, capabilities. But yeah, like Andromeda got Seppy, really bad, no right?
5: Seppy, quickly, quickly, quickly. Yeah, you you're totally right with tech is developing. Far quicker than our IQs. Not maybe my IQ or Sevi's IQ or Bruce or Pedro and other people in the room, but a lot of fucking people. Like, I'm gonna tell you a quick, very quick story. I've just been teaching. Well, but the tech, the tech though benefits you more if you're dumber, not smarter. I've just been, dude, I've just been teaching a Nigerian crypto. Like, I've just met this Nigerian guy. It's a long story. I'll not give you the backstory. I'll bore you. Uh, he's moved in across the road, they've just opened the local shop up again. But bro, this kid, like Hennessy, lovely guy, fucking loving the bits, he's so kind. But dude, he knows fuck all about crypto. He he hasn't got a clue. And I'm like, I'm trying to talk to her, and I'm like, wow, it's so early. Like, imagine someone like me talking to someone who just knows nothing he's like oh, i've been listening to this podcast i've been watching Coin bureau i'm trying to learn imagine dealing with that idea. like bro we like are kind of if people listen nah, there's to these like convos, a, there's like a college yeah.
1: education worth of shit now to learn that's the problem so. <laughs> isn't that no one's going to get super detailed into this stuff like you know
5: do the actually the mit stuff i will say this the mit stuff on blockchain is really clever like actually you can like, uh, it's insane some of the stuff you can go and learn about, you know, no, the, the, the simple beauty of, like, of
3: that I'm MIT sure. shit is from Gary Ginsburg, bro.
5: But, no, like, not simple... Gary. No, 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 not Gary. There's all this. Didn't, didn't think I'm talking about MIT and Gary Egan. Fuck off that big nose, little cunt fucking speck. Didn't get me started about him.
1: <laughs> no, but the, no, but the, the, the long-term vision is like you abstract away the complexity and normal people who don't know how to code anything can form a DAO. Uh, a normal people that can, don't know how to code anything can create like a bot trading strategy. can um, copy pasta. So-
5: yeah, copy paste SFE. Listen, I'm, I am. I'm telling people in the room now, I've done massive airdrops, right, through like, Dow DAO way back in the day. You know how I did it? I copy and pasted code. I learned how to do a, like a Google fucking spreadsheet, right, with the right commas and the right places. Like, like bro. You can do shit without ever learning a line of code in your life. Like, and if you didn't believe me, jump in me DMs. Anyone, reach out, and I'll tell you what yeah. we did, how we did it. Yeah, well, you that, don't well, know a line of code. Is, like,
1: you can make a lot of mistakes without knowing what you're doing either, because you won't know how to trouble. No, no,
5: no. As long as it's trusted code, as long as it's proven. No, no As long as it's trusted, pro- dude. I've been copied yeah, past sure. code for- But that's the whole point of Andromeda. You know what Andromeda is going to do, right? It's going to take
1: trusted code. It's going to have like an app store where you can have like brief snippets of code. Someone, some developer can create a code where it's like, okay, I want to take staking rewards. I want those to automatically unstake. I mean, I claim those rewards every month. I want that to automatically buy me some Juno tokens. And I want those like, you know, so you can create a sequence of events, but the small snippets, the little small sections of code are already pre-made and you can use plug and play from Andromeda and stick them together and then have automations be performed and add them to your website. So for example, Dow Dow would be able to add like common tasks that you might want to do in crypto and be able to import Andromeda code in to have that happen. Does that make sense? So like, that's what's big yeah, there. Yeah, that, make, that makes
7: sense. But I think you can do something similar with DaoDao through YieldMus. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, there, there's a variety of, stuff.
1: yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's a variety of ways to skin this cat. Um, yeah, Andromeda's trying to just make a gigantic cross-chain system where you can you, as an individual, can make any automations and put them on there. And like developers can give tons of different automations across lots of different chains. And that's their theory, at least. So, yeah, it's interesting stuff. But the point is, like, you don't have to be a coder to do any of this. That's the beauty. So no code solutions are the future of crypto. And um, people like Dow, Dow and Enterprise and everybody else. The idea is, like, if you can create more of these types of interesting solutions, because the problem with Dows before was, like Pedro was saying, they weren't really decentralized and they weren't really anything. Or, or Robo is saying by having more and more things automated and having more things on chain that happen when you vote that makes that more useful otherwise like yeah, like i don't need a dow dow i could just use a pen and paper right like what the, if i just want to take votes from lucky and you and bruce i can just do it on paper like what the hell do i need all uh, 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 blockchain for so like governance on chain and functions on chain are very different um and very specific. And a lot of that has to do with sort of like um, the real utility comes from crypto-based automations in my opinion, and that's coming. So yeah, yield most great example. That's what I said,
5: can, can you hear me? Cause I think I'm getting rogues. That's what I said, the D. People who think decentralized, like we, we need a complete revision in the English language about what decentralized means. Right. We really do need this like hardcore coded fucking definition because it's not like DAOs will only survive if the DAO means delegated. And you can say, this person's got that skill that can do that job. Let's give them the right. Let's give them the OZ. Z. But the parent DAO retains the right to revoke that of Z at any time. That's the whole thing, up,
1: Yeah. And we didn't have the ability to do that in the same way so far, right? Like, for example, if I have a five person multi sig um, handling a billion dollars on chain um, and like three people die in a plane crash, um, now what the fuck are you going to do? Right. So, like, so you have to have the ability for like the, you know, certain situations. Like, for example, if nobody logs in, three people die, nobody logs in for a year, maybe there's like a, a dead man switch where, the last two multisigs actually do get ownership of it in that particular instance. Or maybe you don't want that because you don't want the other three people to get killed by the other two people or something. There could be all sorts of weird reasons why, like... uh um, Well, your
5: family, you know, I mean, your family, your family, if you've got like, you know, decent assets, I mean, the family is a right. great one, right? But so there's this yes. whole legacy legacy wallet thing. I mean, if you think about sure. it, vows for a family inheritance situation are the greatest thing fucking ever.
1: Yeah. So inheritance is a great example of where like, yeah, it's, it's, you might have some timed event, for example. If someone doesn't come in, log into this thing every year, all my assets will automatically get sent to my son's wallet or something. That's
5: where like Warp Protocol has <laughs> How many like families? How many, how many families have went to war over inheritance? Like if it's hard-coded in the blockchain and the assets are on-chain, then I mean, it It ends up with an argument overnight, right? Yeah, it's doesn't like you? an on-chain will. At that point right pretty pre, and 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 what was already like predetermined before the person died amongst the stakeholders like bro that is one of the most powerful things now when you were talking about the dow stuff guys a quick example here is timmy timmy uh tenderman timmy from ici in in four. info please go and follow them where he's uh on the dora hacks so if anyone knows the dora hacks what i'm talking about yeah uh, he's on the multi sig on the Dora hacks, right? They release the money, yeah, for, for the hackathons. And it said, you know safe. And he literally came on a space and it's like, guys, honestly, this is like the biggest load of bullshit, wank, pretense, fake fucking, like, he literally just. Like, you, said, you realize you, you spent a minute and you said
1: absolutely nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but dude, you don't say, you he say like, too many random stories to get to your point. It's
5: oh, no, no, <laughs> like like Genosa Safe. the Safe is like one of the strongest like DAO formats or multi sig formats i have got out there for like Lido and fucking others. Like like Genosse Safe is like quite a high level fit, and it's shit. Like it's 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 functionality, yeah usability. Like dude, like literally. DAO tooling outside of DAO DAO enterprise doesn't exist in any ecosystem anywhere, like and you kinda of tell me otherwise.
4: Robot, there's one thing here, because you just mentioned the uh, inheritances and, and, and stuff like that, Like, <clears throat> like uh, estates. Um, yeah, you have to be aware that the judiciary in any country is a real big industry and they will not easily give that up. They will always have the last word and the last say on whatever going to happen there right so we, we don't i mean definitely a DAO, in my opinion has a big use case when it comes to automated governance like in corporate structures which usually doesn't work very well it is really poor working in governments if the central government somewhere decides something like a federal government until it actually reaches the last department downstairs in the smallest town it takes ages right automation through a crypto based blockchain structure could really help there and the same goes for big corporations right maybe not so much for smaller companies but like any kind of bigger organization I think uh, this autonomous decentralized organization has uh, has some meaning there right so yeah I like what they do
3: this is one of the reasons I just sold my Rio uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it it's uh it's a real estate, um, real-world asset uh, coin. And the only reason I got rid of it was I realized that it's not possible to be able to have that on-chain or on the blockchain because it's governed by certain jurisdictions, governments. It's It's not something that can be actually... Manage purely on the blockchain, and that's why I got rid of it. And well, I moved it into uh, Kuji, but yeah, that was one of the main reasons.
4: Yeah, we appreciate that you bought (laughs) Kuji. Speaking of concept, nice. I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna tell you something, something. When the world starts to get really bad. And these mugs
0: out here robbing, you gon' love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning. And I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun. And then I'm like one out of a hundred, I'm just building up on it. so the of everything we built in the last hundred upsets. You're getting salty, feeling faulty. You ain't no man. I keep he. robo here grinning it, 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 throwing up anarchy. Smoking toiletries, spitting philosophies. Look at the dossier, we rack like geology. There's layers to this shit, like it's sedimentary. All these little onion peels getting torn off. And buried a match in the smell. That shit is a vital experience without knowing how you will not survive, period. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking trip, man. Jimmy, you know if you, do you know me, if
5: you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death like on a space of life, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house, son. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons on my dog, man. You know you're just a little laugh, man. Go on. Fuck off man. Go one, Fuck off. harmony. Me and another one, do you looking for a fucking job? You fucking idiot. you've just been fucking
0: at the death. <laughs> Fuck off. Try to change the course of the portion philosophy I'm just here for the corporation Sponsored but bottom, feels like I won the lottery Like I'm ghosting this pottery Chill, Demi Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle You would try to train your muscle Airdropping like a fatal hustle But the pay is mustin't Think of all the loss of crew. Just to pick up off the tricky custom. i here, not scared. All those sub would make up for something I guess it just goes to show The fuck do I know At least it's quiet over here I like my little silo It's better than watching them fight over How to divide my time between Sitting at the desk and the ride home Debs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and they shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash loans bang They feeling like paparazzi, snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, Meteora, jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We rapping a lot of play dirt, maxing out relators Imagine the smell, $5 wrench to your Darth Vader It's, it's really funny uh, to us at finance. That
7: everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack we know who all the validators are we know, who, we know where they live and, we, and we're going to the house with a range, a big range, and we will attack them at the range and then we will take their validation node physically and put it in a truck and drive it to
3: china right so this is an extension of the the activities you performed on on btc right uh funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting
2: them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to to lunch, uh in order to take over the chain. Is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no
7: uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, balaclava, and they have wrench, and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they usually uh, in the shower with you know we're trying to wash uh, their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. but if there's someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard and then they say, stop, don't do that again and we say that's okay. Just Mm -hmm. give us your validator note and then they give it to us and we drive it to China.